Welcome to Tangents of Creation. I'm your host, Jamie Chaos, and with me, as always, is the lovely Annie Lace. Come with us as we dive deeply into the development of Ashes of Creation as we discuss the direction. I fucked that up. God damn it. I did it a million times over and over. Oh, hold it on. sounds so scripted, too. I love it. I, 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 it's super scripted. Hold on. I'm going to do this one more time, guys. I'll cut this. Welcome to Tangents of Creation. I'm your host, Jamie Chaos, and with me, as always, is the lovely Annie Lace. Come with us as we dive deeply into the depths of development as we discuss the directions of Ashes of Creation in Unlace, A Bit of Chaos. God damn it. I had that. I did that in the truck while I was picking up our daughter. Oh, and I had it. I had it you ready say, to go. You say it so fast. It's so speedy. It was, it was very alliterated because I was trying to figure out all the different D words I could throw in. I don't know why, but uh, that, that's what I was, <laughs> I was focused on. And I, I had not messed up that, that, like, that part of it at all until right now. So I think it's just a bit of that, uh, that start, uh, start of the podcast luck. Some of the, some of the nerves. It just seems like it happens every time that I go to do an intro. It just it messes up somehow. Um, because we're not supposed to have one. I know. We're not supposed to have a real. Yeah, no, we're not supposed to have a real intro. Um, so I am still recovering. We are the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Found the base. Okay. Awesome. Uh, Art, this is referring to our Conan Exile server. Um, we, we have jumped back into that a little bit uh, because they had a new release on that. So we've been, we've been exploring the uh, Isle of Sipta a bit more. Um, so tonight we are going to revisit the dev stream. Uh, in a different light this time. Uh, last time we did kind of like an overview. Uh, tonight we're going to be kind of looking at um, active blocking and the synergies that you can find within the groups. And then also the overall dev discussion, what people like, what they don't like. Um, so that is why tonight the name of the podcast or this episode is Active Synergy. Um, and uh, prior to this, we were watching a bit of the uh, Golden, Te- Golden Feather Tavern. Uh, they've got stick, is it stick view? I always, I always mess stick up. Stick you, yeah. Stick you. They've stick you on. Um, and we, we've been watching his stuff a bit. Uh, and Golden Feather Tavern was probably one of the first, was, was the first podcast that we got to guest star on, which was really cool. So if you guys oh, haven't so taken fun. a look at them, okay. definitely go and check them out. Uh, so I'm going to pop this up, just make the background a bit interesting while we start getting into things. Oh, I don't want there to be audio. There we go. <laughs> there we go. No audio. Um, so yeah, so currently on the forums, you guys can go and give some feedback on a couple different things that they're asking for. They want to know, how do you feel about the synergies between um, the archetypes and the status conditions? Um, do you think the party composition should amplify the meta? What are your thoughts and feelings um, regarding the active block showing during, uh, showing, during the, well, showing during the November update? And also to share your thoughts on not just uh, all, the, all that, but also like how the UI is looking. Um, the hot bar icons, minimap, party, and targeting UI that's shown. Um, and also, is there anything in particular that people are excited or concerned about um, with the cleric update and the weapon demos? So I think we can kind of, I want to save a bit of the meat of this for when we go and dive in a bit deeper. So I think one of the easier things to look at currently is the overall UI. Because um, I don't think we, we touched on that at all uh, during the last stream. I don't think it came up. <laughs> um, so looking at the, one of the things that I had noticed um, during this stream, so they have the black and white minimap, and I'm not quite sure how I feel about it being black and white. I was going to say, yeah, that was going to be like one of my critiques for the minimap too, is like, I don't know, it just kind of, it's hard to explain it, but I don't really like the style that it was in. Like it was nice that it was there, but yeah, I agree. I don't really like the style and I'm not, 
a fan of like how the mobs were just kind of like red smoky like marks on it you know what i mean like <laughs> i didn't even notice so one of the things when we were watching this original playthrough was i noticed the minimap was there but it wasn't until you had pointed out to me that oh they're showing up red on the minimap i hadn't even noticed that so for me i think because um i don't know if it's because of my partial color blindness where that those colors just kind of blend in together where I don't think I get a lot of uh, visual it feedback does, from it. It does really like just blend in. Like I, I didn't notice it at first. And then there was a point where I was like, oh, there's a mini map. But yeah, it's, which I think is kind of like, that's a good thing as well, because it's not like commanding your attention on the screen. Like you're focused more on what, what you're playing and the map is just there as needed. So I do, I do like that aspect, but I think as far as the style goes, I think I would like to see it a little more stylized and like kind of less looking like pixels. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I, I almost prefer a lot of times, um, even when we use, uh, say add-ons for Conan Exiles, I like to use a, a round compass, um, or a round mini map. Yeah, I, I agree. I like a round one as well. I think you know, it just aesthetically looks more pleasing. Yeah, and I don't know if that's just harkening back to playing World of Warcraft and that one of my major MMOs that I ever played had a round minimap, but I definitely prefer a, a round minimap. And then having it colored, um, just the, the black and white, I don't know. There's a weird like balance there between I kind of like the fact that it's not really in my peripheral vision unless, it, you know, until I'm finally actually looking at it, which is nice because I do like to have a minimalistic um, UI. Like I don't like a ton of stuff all over the place. So I do actually like the way that World of Warcraft's map is color wise as well, because it's easy to see like on the map, like where cliffs are, where trees are, or some trees rather, um, like elevation wise, like the, there'll be the green grass and then they have like the brown mountains are like a different color on the map. So I do like that because it kind of helps you get your bearing a little better, um, which I do think there's a way that they could have the mini map still look the same, but be a little more color coordinated instead of just black and white. So you can still like keep the transparency, but have that like color differential. So you can kind of see like, oh, there's a stone wall right here, you know, <laughs> like. <laughs> well, see, I do agree with that because there is a massive uh, grade area on the map currently and i can't tell if that's supposed to be a body of water or if that's going to drop down so th right. that is uh, <laughs> exactly yeah blue for water would be good too. yeah <laughs> right so I, I would like to make sure that the um that the mini map is actually conveying information that is useful to the player we're just having obviously you can see where the party is i like that that they're actually showing what direction i think that's what's showing um you can see that i believe that's another party member unless that's a cursor but i don't think it's a cursor you can see what part, way the party member is fa facing. And I kind of like that of them having an arrow instead of a dot. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, also, I am happy that it seems like the map itself is static and the player is one that moves. Because I've seen some maps where when you go to spin, it's the map that moves and you're... Yeah, that can be really like, disorienting. Visionary, <laughs> yeah, I hate that. I'm always like, which way's north? <laughs> yeah, it, what's one of the things I do like about their UI is that they've incorporated not just having the mini map, but also having a compass on top of it. So you can actually tell your direction. So that way, when, you know, you're, you're, you're out in the world and you're trying to tell someone, oh, where do I go? Left or right? You're, you're my rear right and my right. Well, I go southeast. So I, I really like that. I think that's, yeah. that's really beneficial. That was also something I really liked about Elder, Elder Scrolls Online was that I really loved their compass and I liked how they would set their waypoints on there. But one of the problems was I didn't have a mini map to also give me that other visual feedback of like, am See, I going I the right way? I agree with that too. I, I don't like the compass by itself. I think because you end up having to pull up the like you know press m for map all the time to pull up the world map so you can actually like know where you're going 
So it's nice to see because you can be looking on your map and have a quest marker that you're running towards, but then there could be like a giant lake in your way. So it's right. nice to be able to see that on your mini map as you're coming towards it. So you can be like, oh, I kind of got to go like around, you know, <laughs> before right. you get to the shore. Yeah. I don't think there's anything more frustrating than when I'm playing and I have to keep opening up my map, and closing it, opening, it, closing it. And I, I agree. I think 100%. especially with, uh, with, with my ADHD and, and I'm going through the world and I'm like, wait, where was that? Where was that? Where was that? So like having to keep stopping, like I don't know how many times in different games, like I hold down W just to open the map and be like, okay, this I'm still going in the same direction, even though I just looked at it 30 seconds ago. Um, also, um, random side note, I really hope that they add individual maps for dungeons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because one of my biggest pet peeves, um, which if anyone was watching our Conan stream last night, I kept checking the map while we were doing one of those vaults. And of course, like, Conan doesn't have maps like that so I was like oh my gosh like I don't know where I'm going every time I open it it's just a world map and like my people are just you know stationary on it <laughs> so you can't see where you're going so I'm really hoping they have like designated maps for um, like at least bigger dungeons and, and raids if they're underground at least. I'm curious though with if they're going to have some form of maybe cartography where you have to either purchase the map or someone has to make the map I do like because I know they're going to go with a fog. See, that's of war. fine. I yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Just some I way want... to at least obtain the map. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, I, I definitely agree with that because it it can be very frustrating. Of even if it's a blank slate, right? Like I'm going in, I have nothing. There, there's no fog of war. I would like them to think that my character can kind of memorize where they were, so I can open up my map and see. Okay, I can backpedal. I can, I can go back, kind of like how um the Diablo maps were. Like uh, you think of like the oh, old yeah, school it's, Diablo. It's logged you up until you, until you explore it. And then that way you already know where you've been because it's already explored. And then you can see like, oh, right here, there's like a place where I didn't go down like the left, you know, <laughs> the left fork in the road or whatever. Well, and like so, with the dev stream, they maybe they wouldn't have to backpedal so many different times <laughs> just trying to figure out where they were uh, yeah. looking for <laughs> that's it. That's because, true. Because really, if you do look at the current state of, of the map, like there there really isn't too much information that you're gathering from this. Um, which obviously it's, it's a, it's an alpha. So it's something that they're trying out, but definitely, I think a few of the take back, uh, a few of the cute things is we would want to see more color, um, more distinguishing, uh, things of the map. Like, you know, let, let me know that I'm entering a graveyard or, or however this make may it, be. Make it a circle or at least yes, make it a circle. Having yeah. a square or circle. <laughs> I would like that. They either have a square or circle. I can see you can zoom in and I'm curious, like what, how good the zoom would actually be. Like, you're, you're, you're pretty good on, you're good with time nuclear. It's, it's only 11 minutes late. I'll forgive you. Um, thank you for coming. Uh, currently we're discussing how we would like to see, um, our overall thoughts of the UI. We figured we would get some of that low hanging fruit before we get into the meat of the discussion for started, you guys to show up anyway. Started on the mini map. Um, I think the rest of the UI generally looks pretty good. I really like how sleek it is. Um, I think I'll have more comments on the actual bar on the bottom though, once I actually know how many abilities like need to be crammed on that thing. <laughs> so Yeah, I'm curious if we're gonna be able to get like extended bars. Like are we only gonna have nine? And that was actually something I um because I noticed when we were in the alpha, I I wanted more space because you had to have your mounts in your bag. So you had to put them on the bar. Right. So yeah, am I limited so. to only nine? Because I've got what we've got Q and then one through nine. So that that is ten. Um, but yeah, I, I would like to be able to have you know it's fucking MMO. I'd like to have twenty different abilities on screen. Um, and be able to set my do, bars. I do really like how World of Warcraft does it. How you have like you can go into your settings and turn on like up to 
I don't know how many action cars they have, but like you can have like some so on many. the side, the ones on the bottom. Yeah. So I really like how World of Warcraft does that because um, it gives you the space that you want. Like if you want to have a cluttered UI and like have all those action bars, like go for it. Like <laughs> it's it's your experience. So I would like I would like it to see an option like that where you could actually add additional bars if you wanted. Yeah, and and as as Nuclear was saying that they did mention that the act, some action bars make them later. Um, and then uh, the oh, excess UI work um, isn't done, which which is one of the so one of the questions that they ask for feedback is what we actually think of the UI, and that's why that's why we're going down this. Um, I personally am a, a, I like to have very minimal things um, on the screen as possible because I really do like being able to soak in as much of the actual gameplay as possible, and I feel when you just have so much shit cluttered on the screen, especially like some of the Korean MMOs, there is just way too fucking much, and I, that's oh, one of yeah. the reasons why I don't really like playing some of them, is that it's just, it's too much shit all the time, where I, I really like this lay layout, I would like to see at least like maybe two or three more action bars so I can do my shift ones and stuff like that. I'm, I'm actually a pretty big fan of the, the bars on the side, um, everything, like you said, there's a lot of clean edges thing. It's, it's a very crisp looking design. Um, one of the things that I'm not fully sure of, and obviously that will change later on is that we don't, um, w when you see a zombie, it just says zombie over the head, um, in like the text. And we had a lot of that text in Alpha yeah, 1 that too. Was, I saw actually quite a few people had feedback on that regarding like the health bars and those things along those lines for actual like mobs and NPCs in the world and players. Um, I would say that I agree that I want more prominent health bars. Are we gonna than, than what was shown? Are we getting health bars? Was that something we we're actually I couldn't remember because I thought at one point they had teased the idea of potentially not even having health bars. Um which yeah, I, I, I can't, can't remember, remember if that's a thing or not. Which personally I am somebody who likes health bars. Like I understand. I do too. I, I like having that I visual feedback. And it's not realistic. <laughs> but I I do like having them it kind of gives you like especially for a boss fight fight like you i think it helps you gauge if you're wiping on a boss if you're even should keep trying <laughs> it, it, it does also give, <laughs> it also does help in like the abilities of say um when it comes to world of warcraft and, and things like that um of like when to pop certain abilities like your bloodlust or your your party's in rage like when do you go and do that Nuclear saying that the bosses had HP bars and a a one. Right, yeah, I remember that. I don't know if they're being taken away though. <laughs> Let's see. I, uh, Ninja Worm was saying I think there won't uh, won't be health bars of players not in your party, your group of raid. I believe that's true, and also that we won't be getting a lot of information from other players. Um, I don't I don't believe you'll be able to see their guild or anything like that because the whole idea is to kind of keep the player anonymous when it comes to PvP. Right. I love that idea. I really do yeah, like that I idea. Yeah, do, I do really like that aspect. Anything that kind of keeps the player anonymity is very, very, very cool. Um, you know, it allows for sabotaging. It allows for certain, you know, different gameplay styles. Um, aside from like, uh, unless someone's being a dick and then obviously having some type of void report or whatever, but that's a completely different subject. Um, yeah, I, I agree. When it comes to enemies, I would like to some type of visual feedback. Um, I'm not crazy about the text. I don't know how I want, how I would want to see. I don't think everything needs a bar though and nameplates. Like it's, it's hard for me to like think of how I actually would want that. It'd be cool if they kind of give us a couple different styles to go through. I know, um, doesn't wow think, let like, you choose between the name bar and then the name of the NPC inside of that health bar. Yeah. Well, they, they, so they, then that way, oh, they did have like okay, an so, object over. Yeah. They do have health bars. Hold on. We can go back to this. Um, I did, yeah, they did say that's right. See. So when you go and hit them, um, it pops up right there. 
So we can see we've got the Skinwalker, uh, like this little guy right here, that the 15, level 15 Skinwalker 620 of 620. So we are getting those health bars, uh, at least in this rendition. Um, so yeah, I don't know if it's super necessary to even have the nameplate over the enemy. Like if, if you're already targeting something, I don't know. I don't know how I like feel I don't know, about it. Because like, I'm thinking of like in World of Warcraft, where, which I would imagine it would be the same in Ashes of Creation, where there's like a certain mob that you're like, you need to kill first. Like if there's- That's true, you kind of like mouse over and- So that way, yeah, that way you can easily like figure out which mob it is without having to like click on each one and like, you know, re it's just, I would say that would- be Yeah, so you can easily like have- better quality of life. I agree. Yeah, yeah I guess I, I agree with that. I, I'm curious of like how I would like it because I think just seeing Skinwalker when you're walking with that floating text, it's not really doing it for me aesthetically. Um, I think either some type of stylized box to put that in, like you had said, like, you know, their, their name and that, that right, nameplate. Just, just the health bar and then the name written inside the health bar, probably like in, in white or a lighter <laughs> color. You can uh, actually see it against like the red. <laughs> Ninja Worm made a good point is that uh, if, if we didn't have the uh, nameplates then you might stumble into, <laughs> into a lot of mobs accidentally. <laughs> So yeah, I guess that having that true. visual feedback of yes, this is a mob and and this is that. That is most likely happens a good to thing. me quite a bit um, on World of Warcraft because I have it so it only shows the the names of um, like quest quest um, mobs that I need to do. So everything else doesn't have a nameplate unless I click on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's all the times where I like am walking towards something and I don't have to hover over it. It has like the red outline. And I'm like, nope, walk around. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think I use, I personally don't think I use nameplates when I play. Occasionally I have them on, but I like, like I said, I'm very minimalistic. So as long as I can turn it off, I think that's something that I'd really like to have. Right, what was up, uh, Rivan? Uh, we were, uh, we were hanging out in the Golden Feather uh, Tavern today too. Um, yeah, like a, a about an hour before the stream. Had to say hi. <laughs> was, they were no, having some support. great conversation. Um, but yeah, so 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 far we've touched on the mini map. We've touched on the UI information for the enemies. Uh, was there anything else that was within? And also, if you guys want to give your thoughts and opinions too, we we can definitely have that uh, open discussion currently. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yes, please. That, <laughs> let's see. Um, party targeting, because I, I believe right now. And you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but it looks like for Steven to target someone, he's doing a mouse click over. And for me, if I was the healer, I would, I want that set to a button. I want my party to probably be like F1 through F5, whatever it's going to be. Um, because I feel like that's a much faster way of me hitting that targeting. I agree. Um, I think um, it's worth noting though, Steven has said before that he's a clicker. Yeah, no, Steven is a clicker. <laughs> when, when he plays. Yeah. So I don't know if that's the way it is. Yeah, Ninja is, Worm, you are correct. That's just the way he's playing. <laughs> yeah, Steven yeah. breaks the cardinal rule of MMO playing, and he is a clicker, uh, which is very painful. Like, and I, I'm sure that's why the range. It's funny. I've I've definitely spent my fair share of WoW raids being. Oh, a that's clicker. right, dude. I, I remember we were, I was watch I was helping you with something, and I was watching. And I was, are you clicking? You're a clicker. <laughs> You're like, what is? I think we've had this conversation <laughs> on the podcast before. Um, yes. <laughs> that you can be a bit of a clicker. I just, dude. Ever since, so I I got. Um, the Razor Naga, and it's got a 12. I actually got Annie um, one recently. Um, he got me it, and I used it for like a little bit, and then I keep forgetting that it has buttons on so it. So <laughs> it's a 12-button it's a mouse, and um, a lot of my abilities uh, in, in games I play, I have my second action bar set to shift, so I can do shift one. It's you know, You're able to click through the mouse. So I almost now wholly play MMOs one-handed 
which is pretty sweet aside from holding down w but i honestly it's nice because yeah it frees up your other hand to actually like maneuver and move <laughs> yeah it's less to think about because this other hand is just you know going to town on the map i swear to god i might end up needing a new mouse by the end of the year um you know what i was thinking about the other day which was yesterday and today <laughs> um is how much i miss my keyboard that had those like g keys oh yeah 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 on the left side like i it was like G1 through like 15. I can't remember exactly. Dude, that it was, was just so like extra keys on my keyboard to keybind stuff to. And um, yeah, I think I had like my login for World of Warcraft keybind. Oh, we had so login, I just click it. We <laughs> had so many macros. I was like diving back into WoW and realizing like, I'm like how many, how much skill I had still had from writing macros. And I'm like, oh, this is sweet. Um, <laughs> I'm curious if that, see, that's one thing too. I'm wondering because I doubt Ashes will have that, but if they did, I would love to be able to have macros where I, I can design and, you know, pop this, this, this mitigation, um, while I'm doing this charge and, and things like that. It's just really fun for me. If it's not in there, yeah, I won't be one heartbroken. Of, one of my favorite things is figuring out which abilities don't share a cooldown so I can just stick them all on one button. <laughs> right. And, and I don't know if that's just like the, um, the min maxer in me, we're trying to figure out how to become the most efficient in, in trying to push that. Obviously we won't have DPS meters in the game to try finish that or figure that out. Uh, but, you know, it would be cool if we would have some way, uh, this is completely off topic, but I guess that's what you guys come here for. Um, like macros would be sweet. It's in the name. <laughs> What's up, Marinoki? Did I re do that right? Wait. Me no, I did boy? it completely wrong. I, I just assumed. I just assumed. <laughs> We're really bad Minokie. with the names. <laughs> um, I did it real fast and I messed it up. Thanks for uh, coming and hanging out with us. <clears throat> yes, welcome. <laughs> um yeah so i i like if they'd give us the ability to do macros and stuff i think that'd be really cool for me it's just something i personally enjoy is is finding like what i'm able to what's on what cooldown what's on that if you can't do it within game i'm sure i can write macros on, like for the mouse or whatever um yeah so we've touched on the ui we've touched on that and did you guys have any feedback uh things that you liked about the ui things you didn't like um we were discussing earlier about the mini map how we would like to see that uh give a bit more information and detail uh, based off of colors and, and things like that um and if not we can move on to our next topic yay <laughs> all right so we can talk about let's see we have a couple different other things we can bring up we can either move into <laughs> we can either That's move that. into talking about the synergies or we can talk about active blocking um in a bit They've got a bit more to talk about when it comes to active blocking, aside more than just say actual block. Um, so, Annie, where, where would you like to take the stream? Uh, we can talk about the active blocking. Damn for chances, go. I don't really, well, I guess no. Let's touch on the synergies first because I'm very curious about what they're going to do with it since that was only just barely mentioned and they didn't really go too much into it. So, there's still a lot of mystery, <laughs> which means we can have a lot of speculation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm definitely down with the speculation on that. And this is actually something I'm pretty excited to talk about. Um, this isn't a new system that's being implemented into MMOs. Um, there, there's other games that have this as well. I know Arcage has, uh, has a similar system where you can stack those synergies. It's just not as widely known and it's typically not used as much. Or Jamie's still dying from COVID. I do have a bit of COVID <laughs> still. Um, but what's up, Lord? Are you feeling any better, Lord? Yeah, Lord, how are you? I mean, you dropped out like... You came and said hi yesterday, and then then you were gone. <laughs> you're, you're, you're not like constellation system. Yeah, it's constellation system. I agree. Really neat. I'm really excited about would, about that and learning more about it. One of the things oh. that they keep doing is they keep teasing us with things, and then don't go in the depth of talking about them. I know. I honestly, though, I think that's mostly to kind of like protect themselves 
from like saying one thing and then changing their mind when they're not quite ready. See, that does one <laughs> that does one of two things though, is that one, it does get people really hyped to see like this new system. And then two, it causes speculation. And it can cause speculation in one of two ways. It can either be Which positive. Is something we're famous for. <laughs> right. Which it, it can either be positive speculation where people are very excited. This system's great. I like, you know, there's so much I can do with this. I'm going to be able to do X, Y, Z. Maybe they get these huge ideas. Or someone says, this is dumb. I don't know what this is. This is stupid. Why are you guys wasting your time? So it depends on that person's frame of mind of if, if it's going to be a positive or negative. And obviously, it, when we take it as what we saw, it, we're like, Oh, that's a system that's going to be further revealed later on. But some people do take it to a point where they, you know, they're, they're theory crafters and they're going to theory craft the shit out of it one way or the other of, uh, it's going to be, I saw one person make a comment about how the, the constellation thing is only going to be for when you're early leveling and it's only going to be useful then. And then towards three months into the game, it's not going to be useful at all. You're not even going to use it. And it's like, how do you know? I love, I love all these people who have these like authoritative opinions on the game like they've been playing it forever <laughs> that's one of the things that's always the most ironic is like you see people talk about it like they know this game we've played this game for years like, i know how this was, game is like and it's like you don't have that, a fucking um, idea dude was that that guy who you were talking to on one of narc's videos oh dude i don't like, know comparing it oh to, yes 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 um uh oh gosh comparing it to um albion Yes. And like he was like comparing them like like he has side hours. by side. Like he has like he's he said he's had played hours and hours of um Albion and that he's like comparing ashes like the systems and ashes to Albion. Like he actually has spent hours and hours of ashes as well. And we're like, you don't even know like any of this. Like it, any of this could change and it's just mostly speculation. But that's I think thing. that's I, also like a dangerous way of talking about something because he did sound like he knew what he was talking about and then people could misconstrue that so right of like he's been in there and he understands um right <laughs> I, uh can you can you type in your name um what is it the the uh what is the the i'm trying to think of the way the frenetic spelling of is it mian mian i don't know how to say it no um what if we just call you Koi? How's that? <laughs> or Mion. Um, Mion, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it would be really cool Mion to see if, if, uh, if, if they would be, if maybe if we're finding uh, landmarks or, or buried treasure. Um, someone had made the, the idea too of, is this, or had asked the question too, is this only going to show up in certain spots or are we going to see this throughout the world? Because if it's only in certain location, that may be, may be a little odd because of the way that constellations actually work is you look up in the night sky and they're going to be in different locations because of different times of year. We call him Mio. That works for Mio, me. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, having nicknames always helps. Um, <laughs> where was I going off? Okay. So yeah, it's just the guy that was originally talking about like he, he knew these systems in, in and out. And because uh, one of the comments um, was that uh, Albion has a smaller dev team and it took them less time to develop the game and with a smaller budget, and I'm not saying this to be a dick. If you look at Albion, it looks like it was made by a smaller team with less budget right. and <laughs> with less time. So I, I don't know where it's they like, were getting. Well, yeah, into that. no kidding. Like the, you the were going to compare Unreal Engine Five to Unity, great. like that. You literally can play Albion on a fucking phone. So I don't. Apple's the, <laughs> Apple's the oranges here, man. Like I don't, I don't know where we're getting. And then he, he later on, once I really saw that information, I was like, man, I don't even know why I, I got into a conversation with you. <laughs> uh, Anyway, I, I that started off with uh, speculation, them showing things 
Um, and then get, you know, it's, it's nice that we get that hype, but there is that bit of caution of be like, just take it for what we saw. We saw there is a going to be constellation system. One of the things I think would be really neat. And I, I don't know it's because Steven was playing a VEC that you're able to see that those constellations because the VEC are known for being stargazers. So I would like, and I don't know if it is, I don't know if it's set in stone, that being a racial ability for the VEC would be really cool. Um, especially for them of like trying to find certain things like, you know, X, Y, Z is always underneath the sandal something like that. I think that would be a really cool play, uh, with, with the different racial abilities. A lot of times when we get racial abilities, um, in games, they tend to be like really focused on what it can do for like your combat or or X, Y, and Z. And I think it would be cool just to have those being role-playing elements, um, and things like that i i really think that would be cool uh or uh, what i want to see them avoid is stats i don't want racials to give stats because that tends to be if you choose an orc and it gives strength you're going to fall into doing a tank right you're just going to use an orc for any strength basically. right or or like you know uh dwarves are good at blacksmithing so every dwarf is going to be a fucking blacksmith like I, i want to make sure i hope that they stay away from those pitfalls of when choosing those racial abilities, or if we are even getting racials, I'm not 100% sure if we are. I know other games are moving away from them. I still think they're pretty cool. I think I do, yeah, I do like racials. I agree with what you're saying with, um, like, they shouldn't have a stat boost, but, like, I think the fact, which it's kind of hinted at, I think, when he's talking about how the Vec are able to, like, pretty much they have, like, a boost to the constellations because of their their histories and um the lore behind them and stuff so i do kind of like that kind of thing where they would have something that's somewhat unrelated to like combat that like helps them in the the world i don't know if that made sense no i agree because like we're with the um the valoon they're gonna have like that that uh um relationship with a djinn and be cool if like maybe they get some type of i don't know maybe each one gets to summon a djinn or something like something like that i don't know how they're going to play into that, but, but something where it, it, where it is very good in like a role play slash utility aspect, but maybe not so much of like, this is actually affecting the classes and professions you might choose. Um, let's see. So Mia was saying, I wish they would make a housing system that riled ESO just out of spite for ESO being so monetized crazy, a monetization crazy. Wouldn't mind it. My house, uh, being there was never a guarantee. So that definitely honestly, um, I think their their housing system will probably be dead. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Ninja Worm was saying that the housing system will be pretty good since the game is so inspired by Arcage, which had a pretty cool housing system. Arcage has an awesome housing system. You can put multiple like different types just, of houses. You're not gonna have a house. You're also gonna have like a farm and a plot of land. Like it's pretty cool. You could have a tavern. So they're gonna have three different types of housing systems. Which is you are going to have your freehold, which is basically. You get an acre. Is it an acre or half acre? I think it's a half acre of land. Uh, you get a half acre of land. Is it a full acre? Oh, wait. In, in Arcage? Is that what you No, said? not in Arcage. In, oh. in Ashes. <clears throat> the Freehold. I, believe... I thought it was an acre. Okay. So maybe it's an acre. I can't remember. But... I, could, I could be completely wrong. But... Yeah. So on your Freehold, you're going to be able to put things like different types of buildings. And you could have an outpost. You could have a tavern. You could have a um, forge. You can have a lot of different things on there. Then you've got apartments um, that are within the nodes. And then... So these are apartments people can actually see from the outside. Like they're walking through the town. They see your, your house. And then there's a third, which is instanced apartments. So you almost like a apartment complex. So you go in and, and you'll have that. So there is going to be a very robust housing system when it comes to Ashes of Creation. And I think it's going to rival housing 
of probably any game that we have in the market currently. I think uh, Lord said, I'm decently sure that there are racial bonuses with speculation for the Vec having increased navigational abilities because of their affinity <clears throat> with astronomy. And then Overthrow added, imagine having a Vec navigator on your galleon operating a sector. <laughs> that would be very cool. <laughs> that would be pretty sick. Um, so that, that's the thing too, of like, I don't know, it's, it's hard for me to decide because I, I am hearing the words coming out of my mouth if I don't want these racial bonuses or whatever to affect the actual outcome of your character when it comes to like stats. But at the same time, like you're an idiot. Like I know for sure if I'm, <laughs> if I'm going to be playing like Pathfinder or D and D, like if, if I want to go barbarian, I'm going with orc. Why? Because they have a strength buff and they have constitution buff. So I'm kind of on the fence of that. I think one does, of the, I mean, it also does make sense though, because with the different like <clears throat> attributes or physical attributes of the characters in the game, like they would have different strengths. Like obviously the orc would be stronger than one of the Vex because they're like twice the size. <laughs> and like, it's almost like the Tilnar, like you can find kind of fine tune to figure out which stat bonuses you want based on which uh, ones you choose. That one's like yeah, your, your free points. Um, that could be kind of cool too. <clears throat> It's, uh, uh, Mio said maybe the balloon would be more magic savvy. I could see that. I definitely could see the balloon, like, especially with the essence. Weird magic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or maybe they've got faster mana regen. Who knows? Um, so Ninja Worm was saying too that I'm hoping that uh, getting free holds, free holds isn't too cutthroat. I'd love to get one, but I'm a little afraid that they will be very limited. So one of the awesome things about the size of Vera is that I think they are spacing these out enough and giving us enough land that we are going to be able to obtain a freehold. I don't know if everyone is going to get one, but I also don't know if everyone's going to want one. So that, that's one of those things too. Uh, you have to be a citizen of which, whichever node that you put your freehold in. Um, your freehold is subject to being destroyed and taking down during uh, uh, sieges and, th and things like that and being raided. Um, or it makes know, me so sad. I don't like that. You'll, you'll have your, <laughs> you'll have your, you know, your, your, your deed. So if it does get completely leveled because your node is gone, you'll have that deed. So when you get a new freehold, you can drop it down. But I'm sure that there's going to be some type of cost uh, of investment to get there. So I, I don't think it'd be something that's unattainable, but I think it will be something that you have to work towards getting. Oh God, no, his ranch is gonna oh burn. And <clears throat> Annie's ranch is gonna burn. Oh jeez. Yeah, I'm gonna be doing the animal husbandry. So someone's gonna come and like murder all my animals, and I'm gonna be very, very sad. <laughs> I know we get, we gotta protect Annie so she can get us all our mounts. Uh, Lord was saying too that the thing about the freeholds is if you want one, then you'll have to dedicate time to working towards getting one. Um, it'll be a piece of content in getting itself. Which is, which is kind of like the way that I was thinking of it. If, if anything in this game is something that you're going to have to work towards. If you want high-end, you know, crafting gear, you got to work for it. If you want to do high-end rating, you have to work for it. The only thing that you're not going to have to work for is getting stabbed in the face. <laughs> I'm sure that will come freely. Yeah. Uh, Ninja Warp saying that. I think, um, oh, no, go, go ahead. ahead. You can read that. No, you can read that first. Uh, imagine Mine's not, not related. <laughs> imagine not everyone can get a freehold, but uh, just how rare are they is what I'm unsure of. I expect I will play a lot, but someone with nine to five, I'm wondering if I can compete with more hardcore players. Um, I think I'm, I'm honestly, I'm pretty sure if it's just something that you grind towards, it's something that a, an average player is going to get. Because um, we had, so I had made that uh, <laughs> distinction last time about the, the casual player versus the hardcore player. And I guess in my head, I, I just assumed that the, the average player would understand that they kind of fall in between, in, in between there. And I think that your average player is going to enjoy this game. Um, I think hardcore players are really going to enjoy this game because it's, it is being developed with the no lifer in mind. 
um, you can just tell that with the way a lot of the systems are being developed is that one of the problems with MMOs in general is that a lot of developers do not design the game to be played for a very long period of time. And multiple developers have talked about this of, you know, developers of World of Warcraft said we never intended people to play the game for eight to 12 hours a day. Like it, it was never their intent <laughs> for people to sit down and play that long, which is why people kind of run out, run out of different things. But the dopamine. Well, too, like dopamine. I'm already, I'm already halfway through grinding. <laughs> then you get my, burnt out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already halfway through grinding my reputation with Rathian right now in, in Dragonflight. And like, we've been playing for like three days. And, and I like, as soon as I'm done with that, I'm never touching that again. And, and I'm going to move on to the next thing. Like I'm one of those players where I, I will go and destroy content. I will find a single-minded focus to just dive into until there's nothing left of it. And then I'm the guy like he sucks all the dopamine out of every game. I'm the guy six months later where I'm like, this expansion sucks. We have nothing to do. And, and bored. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's one of the things I'm excited about with, with Ashes of uh, because things degrade over time, things break, things aren't designed to exist forever is that that's part, it's already part of the gameplay loop. It's already in there that you are going to have to continuously work towards things because no, everything in the games are consumable. Your armors are consumable. Your weapons are nothing stays forever so it's not even like you have to, like so you get max level on something it doesn't matter like eventually if you continue to play you could break that and you're going to need to get more resources you're going to need to spend more time to do that so the, the entire game is a game sync or time sync which is a good thing when it comes to mmos because honestly there shouldn't be an end game if if you're catering to the hardcore player and this is going to roll back to talking about the average player the average player is going to have plenty to do in this game. And I think they're going to be able to accomplish a lot more than I think people think they're going to be able to accomplish. I think too, something that's kind of cool with um, Ashes of Creation is if, if you are one of those people who... Oh, we just got to follow. Oh, yay. <laughs> um, but if you are one of those people who like does everything and sucks all the dopamine out of the game and then find yourself being bored, you can start over on another server and it will probably be a different play experience yeah, that is based true. off of what what the people on that server have built up node-wise and unlocked. So that's always something that's really cool. So it's like endless possibilities. I, I do think that's really cool of like where you may find yourself instead of making alts on the same server, wanting to make alts elsewhere so you can actually see like, you know, what are other right. people doing yeah, or exactly. what's, you know, and then maybe coming back to your server and be like, hey guys, do you know that there is a massive dragon that's underneath the node that we haven't unlocked? Like, can we go do that? <clears throat> <laughs> um, so, Neo, going back to racial abilities that i think having a noticeable difference for racial bonuses would be fine but perhaps they could be things that aren't number related like the tonar could <laughs> tonar um <laughs> could, could have dark vision the island dwarves could have a swimming bonus and the wood elves could have a stealth bonus thoughts and then um <laughs> ninja worm added i'm with you except for the dwarves as someone who often plays dwarves can't you or can you see those stubby little legs making for strong swimmers <laughs> Um, I um, and overthrow also added. Um, if the pyray get a stealth bonus, I would be so happy. Which honestly, I could really see that, especially like maybe if they're in like woods. Dude, like, I woods. I could see them getting a racial ability like, get, for like, being in woods. Yeah, like camouflage. Yes. Um, I definitely agree. I would love to see the Tolnar have dark vision. Um, especially since we're that'd be very cool. <laughs> since a lot of this this you know this idea is based around Pathfinder and Dungeons and Dragons, the idea of even just having dark vision sounds so fucking cool. Of like. You know, that you go into a dungeon and maybe there is a mechanic that you have to hold torches and the Tolnar are like, nah, not us, bruh. We've been underground for years. 
I don't think they're going to need the dark vision, though. Well, no, never mind. They said there would be areas. There could be where areas where their mechanics were needing stuff. It's going to be dark, yes. <laughs> but yeah, no, you're a Tolnar, and just your whole gaming experience is uh, during the day, you're blind, and then you can only play at night. <laughs> oh, my God. That would it's be like, awful. It's got so much bloom anytime it's day. Yeah, it's oh, my God. Like... It's just someone cranks the bloom <laughs> That'd up. That would be awful. Oh, my God. <laughs> don't do that. Don't listen to that suggestion. <laughs> Yeah, and like Ninja was saying, I think they would need to need to turn on the dark, turn the darkness up to make night vision useful. Though, um, I definitely I definitely agree of like having, I, I I like the idea of dark vision though. I hope that there's find some way to work that in. I think that would be very cool. Um, yes. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, let's see, a huge tree for a stealth bonus, or a hug a tree for a stealth bonus. That would be funny for the pirate. Um, I almost wonder if maybe for the um, the Toldar attached to the dark vision, maybe they get like a slight speed and or speed buff or haste buff when it's nighttime. Yeah, something like that. Kind of, yeah, kind of just to put it out there that like they have an advantage at night. <laughs> yeah, it's just their vision, so they attack just a little they bit can, faster. They can see you, but you can't see them. It's almost like a uh, nighttime stealth. A certain distance, they can see you. Um, going completely off the rails of things that haven't even been talked about. Talking about speculation on top of speculating. <laughs> but yeah, so oh, I was gonna say earlier, I love how we were gonna be talking about the um uh I forget the name. I had it a second ago. The abilities that piggyback off each other. Yes, yeah, so, so the synergies. We were gonna be talking about that, and now we're talking about racials. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and um, yeah, all the good stuff. Player so, housing. <laughs> player housing, all the different racial abilities, things that we haven't seen, but everyone's very excited to talk about. Um, we we can. I will touch on one more thing. Um. Uh, what do you think the Tolnar would be like? More Char-like than Jeet? Um, I'm kind of hoping that they will be more Gorilla Orc Demon Boy uh, is what I'm hoping for out of my Tolnar, uh-huh. especially with that reveal that we saw. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm overall, I'm hoping that they, they are a race that could, I, in my head right now, the, the, one of the sliders, the, 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 the gorilla looking one, I want it to rival the size of an orc. I think it would be very cool if they do that. If I could have yeah. basically a demon orc. Uh, that's got horns and looks like a gorilla i'd be very happy i think that's probably the only other race that could beat out orcs for me i think too um they had said that each of the three so like the gorilla the keep saying it's a lion but it's wolf or a lion. it, it kind of looks like a jackal it it's like, like it's like a, a it looks like yeah, a lion but like also looks wolf. like a wolf and then there's the lizard and each of those have like their own like stance like their right own so depending stance. how much uh depending how you do the sliders whichever percentage of the three you have so the highest of the three is what stance they're going to take on so i think that's kind of cool <laughs> see i find that really interesting because and i'm not saying they took this idea from me but i made the argument that i would like to see half races in the game and the way that it could work is that depending on how much of the parent race that you had would determine the silhouette because someone made the argument well each one's supposed to have a special silhouette so i said well that percentage should dictate that tolnar already right, have exactly. that tech so tell me that i can't have a half orc half elf so if you have like a pyre and an orc that's what I'm saying. So I'm not even saying that they, I don't even care if they took the idea or whatever. That's not what I'm trying to get to. But I'm saying if that tech is already in there, please let me make half reads. That would be so goddamn cool. It would just add so much more customization. I understand that there's probably issues with doing that in general. And that's probably an actual scope creep because it wasn't talked about. But I would love, I would love just to be able to have the exact character in an MMO that I want to play. Like, one of the coolest I things. I still have like a half breed expansion down the road. It would be so cool. <laughs> I would be so fucking tech, pumped yeah. because you already have like the whole like the way that the meta thing works, like the, the meta human and all that, and just the capabilities of Unreal Engine. 
Like there's so much you could do with have, actually having half breeds. And one of the coolest things about tabletop RPGs and role-playing games is just the, the amount of freedom you have when it comes to customizing your character, as long as your DM is cool, um, is that you get to do a lot of cool shit. And it would be so sweet. We have, because one of, the, one of the biggest things for me, I guess the lens that I've been looking at Ash's creation through, um, that I don't know if a lot of other people are, is that I look through the lens of I, I'm getting a virtual D&D game. Like I'm, I'm going to have my, my dream RPG video game that the you know, multiplayer game, and it's going to be ashes. Like th- that's the lens I'm looking through. I know a lot of other people look through it of like, you know, from the lens of wow, they look through the lens of this other video game. For me personally, I'm looking at it from the, the idea of a tabletop or tabletop RPG come to life. So having all those elements and you can see it too, with, with the way Steven talks about the customization of like, I, I don't know if everyone remembers when they talked about, you'd be able to customize your backpack. You're going to be able to customize, like not just the backpack, but what's on yeah. the backpack, what's shown, what's on your hip, all these different things that we're going to be able to customize and have like, God, I just, just give me that. I, just let I, me have I'm half races. That. Like the more customization a game has, the, the more I like it in general. There's some games that don't have a lot of customization that are still really fun. Like that's a that's a big thing for me is being able to like um personalize my my character to myself, I guess. <laughs> like what my what my likes and dislikes are and like it just adds that personal touch for me. Um which makes it feel more special than when you're running around and everybody else looks like you and is dressed like you. <laughs> exactly. That's like one of the things that drives me nuts about some of um some of the uh Arcage is a good example of that. Is like when you do the awaken armor, unless you buy cosmetics to put over the armor, like everyone's right, armor look looks like the same. It, you mean, look like everyone else. Of, it's kind of gotten that way of World of Warcraft too, where you literally look like every other male wearing character, every other plate wearing character. Right, unless you do part, your transmogs like, and stuff. But yeah, overall, like right. you look the same. Well, not not so much the raid gear because I think they kind of um, fix that a little bit. But like the questing gear, a hundred percent is all the <laughs> all the same skin. Yeah, you definitely. <laughs> um, so going back, Lord was saying too that uh, he literally could spend um, hours each day in the character customization, a uh, character customizer, and um, yes. just oh to God. give it I to us already. Like that, <laughs> dude, I don't even care. Like, okay, if we don't get Alpha 2 soon, please tell me that the, the drop on, on in December is you guys are getting the customizer soon. Like, just give me that. Like, give me that. I just want to touch something and have it ready. It's just, I'm so excited for that. Um, you don't know where I'm going with that, that one, but, uh, uh-huh. but yeah, like, so yeah. So having any type of customization that we can get, um, I doubt we're going to be able to see half races, but like over said, uh, overthrow was saying it wouldn't be too hard mechanically either. Um, your node XP could look split between your two, uh, parentages, um, which are sorry. Yeah. Parentages, um, which would be pretty easy or you could just do whatever the dominant parent was. And that's what race you technically are. But you get to have right. the aesthetic of the other, the other one. Add an actual genetic system. There you go. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm just gonna oh. throw this back over here at the start. Um, yeah, Lord was saying too. Even if they drop Alpha Two, they probably still end up spending a lot of time in the Alpha Two character creator. And I agree. Like I, I think that's something that both Annie and I look for a lot in games is character customization. And yes. Annie definitely spends way more time customizing her character than I do. Oh, I do. Yeah, I think we've talked about it quite a bit. Like, I really like doing all the sliders, the ones that, like, let you, like, they feel cheekbones and fit and, like, everything. That's a, that's a big deal for me. Um, I can spend hours and hours in there, and I will probably, once, once we get our hands on the character, 
spent hours and hours streaming myself as a character creator. So keep an can eye you, out for that, I guess. <laughs> can you turn your mic up a little bit? Turn it up? Yeah. You're just, you're cutting in and out just a little bit. I don't know why it's been doing that. I have it. Is that better? Is that too loud? Did you, did you turn it up or did you actually turn up the dial on your, on your mic? No, the dial's still down. Yeah. Turn the dial up just a little bit. Is that better? I think so. It should pick a you up a little bit better. Long. Yeah. I just don't want it to catch, pick up you. No, it's okay. We're, we're doing, we're doing good. It's just, you were a little quiet. <laughs> um, so over was overthrow was saying, yes, character creator over, see how it looks in the, uh, let's see. Yes. Character creator. <laughs> see how it looks in the game lighting. Quit. Make changes. Repeat a hundred times. I can't, I can't remember which game it is, but there's a game where you can change like your character, like which background and like scene they're in. So like they have like one that's in a cave, one that's in the daylight, one that's like in like a cloud covered light. So you can like switch pretty much so you can see what your character is kind of going to look like more in the game than other I ones that have, have them like just in one spot. Honestly, Conan has the worst character yeah, creator as far as like location that, yeah, <laughs> they're um, like hanging on a cross in the beginning and like you can't even really see them. <laughs> so Guild Wars 2, I believe, has has the uh, different backgrounds that you can go and change change those. Um, Conan is, yes, a very terrible one. And the the female breast sliders are not the same on the character creator versus off, which makes for some very odd looking uh, characters. Yeah, there's all the time where like, I adjust, I adjust the breasts and they look fine to me. And then I get in the game and I'm like, uh, those mommy milkers are way bigger than I was intending. <laughs> so let's, let's have it actually be the same size on the, on the creator as it is in the game. <laughs> oh my God. There's been a few times I've recreated my character because I'm like, they're too top heavy. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of top heavy, we can move into blocking. I know that wasn't a good segue at all. Uh, but we can uh -huh. move into talking about active blocking. And I want to, I want to frame this in something more than just active blocking. Um, I want to, I want to kind of talk about also the idea of dodging as well. Um, I know that wasn't something that was showcased, but I, I do want to kind of talk about the idea of being able to actively dodge and block versus them being a stat in the game. Um, <laughs> oh my God. I, I just have to, so, so. Mio was uh, saying the craziest character creator they found was Scum. And I, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Scum is great because depending on how, how endowed you make your character also depends on how smart they are. Which I think is so funny. You can't be smart and have a big one, I guess. <laughs> Bigger the dick, the dumber the character. This is fucking hilarious. <laughs> That's honestly, and obviously you take the intelligence. Listen, drop. it's all about, it's all about blood flow. You don't have you enough take, blood to go to both places. <laughs> you don't need intelligence in that game. You can you just make it all the way there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so speaking on active blocking and uh, active dodging. So I, I think right now the community is kind of split between wanting those to remain stats. So currently World of Warcraft does this. Uh, one of your stats, I don't know if it's actually still a stat, but you, you know, originally you would have block and dodge were numbers. So it was kind of an RNG game. The, the, the background of the game is deciding, did you block that? Did you dodge that? And, and then rolling that dice for you. As opposed to putting it into the actual player's hand and allowing you to hold up a shield or to sidestep and move out of the way. Now, in MMOs, this gets kind of weird, um, especially with tab targeting abilities, um, you know, spells that lock onto a character and, and go like that. And... And how is that going to work? And when, when is the appropriate time to throw the shield up and dodge and, and things like that? Um, 
I think New World kind of does it pretty well um, with with their active. I, I'm going to be actually wrong. I barely fucking block it. Like I never <laughs> I raise say, my shield. I don't, I mean, granted I have a bow, but I definitely don't use the, um, the sidestep ability. What do they call it? One, one of the things that sucks is they do sometimes, but I that's forget their it's dodge, all the time. Though. And it's kind of useless because the heavier your armor, the less you move, which makes sense. But at the same time, like there's a point where you're like, this is even worth it. Cause like, I'm just going to like, uh, that's it. <laughs> right. In, in new world, they're dodging sucks. Like you, you don't dodge. Um, and I understand. I think I do, I do really like roll abilities. So you can like roll out of the way, or if you're wearing like heavier armor, like at least kind of like jump to the side, <laughs> like something. But yeah, so I, I think I am of the mindset of, I, I do like the idea of active, blocking and dodging. I think that goes well with the hybrid system. I think that goes well with the new iteration of MMOs. I think a game that gets really, really close, and I can't believe I said New World because that's not what it meant. Um, <laughs> I think a game that gets really, really close with the active blocking is Elder Scrolls Online. And I know a lot of people for some reason really dislike the combat in that game. I really don't think it's that bad. Um, I like it gets a lot of hate and I think it's because of some of the animation canceling and, and stuff like that that gets thrown in to, to have the best DPS. I'm a tank, so I don't really worry about DPS things. Um, so when I'm thinking of the tanking side of it, tanking in ESO can be pretty fun. And one of the things that they do is that they telegraph the ability of like, this is the ability that you are going to want to block. And if you don't block it, you're getting staggered and knocked down. So that's something I think would be really cool for tanks is if you see that telegraph coming in of, I need to actually physically block this or I'm getting staggered. That's really cool. And, yeah. and I think that it should be something that's kind of reserved more for tanks. And one of the ways that you could do that um, for, yeah, so in ESO, you don't hold up the block until you see a heavy blow coming in. Like you don't block otherwise, um, which I, I like that way. It, it, it kind of, it gives it I this nice it, it dynamic. It kind of like locks out, it locks out the ability, right? If I remember correctly, you could only use the ability when you have it incoming. Yes. Right? No, well, no. So the way it works is you, you can use the, the, the block whenever you want. It's been, it's been a while since I've but it only It only works if you react when that telegraph comes. So if you just hold the shield up, you're not going to block it. But if you pop it up, it may have changed since then, but you hold the shield up once you see it's coming. It's almost like a quick reaction. Like you, you have that reaction of, I got to block, you block it. It staggers the boss versus staggering you, which is really cool because it, then it gives the DPS a time to jump in, do, do an extra, extra damage. I really yeah. like that gameplay and I would like to see that kind of ex expounded upon. Now I will say one of the things that could be really cool that they could do with the cleric for active blocking, which is instead of, so if you can think of like a tank as blocking physical damage, right? So you see a heavy attack, you can block. One of the things I think would be cool for a cleric or any type of support class that uses a shield is if you see a big incoming spell, then maybe they can hold up the shield to then create a cone behind them that blocks everyone behind the healer from getting taking that damage. So it's almost like an active mechanic of let's run behind the healer. They're going to shield that spell. It's basically going to you know give us that that's the block from the spell. And now we can, and then after that, that done, you go back and you, you do your other thing. So I think that would be kind of a really cool play, like a, a way to do that. Or if you were to say, have a paladin, maybe their tank, maybe their blocking does that kind of thing where it blocks spells. If you've got like a guardian, maybe they're blocking physical attack. I think there's a lot of cool things that they could do with that versus just like, I'm going to hold up the shield and you're, I'm going to get less damage. 
<laughs> I do. Yes, I do think um, all the classes should have a way to block. And I would like to see it tailored to the specific class, like you had said. Um, like, it'd be cool if, like, the ranger, like, spins their bow really fast to, like, block. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how a ranger would do it, but that's what I thought of. But, see, one of the cool things is, is that you, you're going to have a lot of different types of tanks uh, based off of the augment system. So, maybe one of the things that augment is the way that the shield is used. And, and what's one of the things I think about, too, is that shields are going to have their own trees. So maybe you do go into the, my shield ability or my active block likes to block melee attacks versus this one blocks um, elemental attacks or this one blocks you know other different types of spells, arcane, whatever it might be. It'd be very cool of like actually building that out. So then it does make you a more situational tank, but also it gives you that this decision of what risks you want to take like do you are you going to be a tank that you know you're going to expect to be taking more physical damage so you're going to need to block that more often in, in that that type of gameplay so i think there's a lot more that could be done i know that basically they just said hey guys we've got this what do you think and i think this is definitely one of the ways that they could iterate and make it something that feels very um useful and, and dynamic <laughs> Beastmaster active block is their pet. This is true. All right, so we definitely had. <clears throat> I can see that you um, guys. Uh, we never, we never went over the synergies though. We kind of like. Oh my god, we didn't. We'll get back into the synergies. <laughs> I'm sorry. We we went from shields to mommy milkers back to I don't know. <clears throat> so let's see. Uh, I did want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When we definitely, uh, you guys definitely came alive a bit when we talked about the active blocking. So let's get into this just a little bit. Yes. Um. I do, like, I don't know. I kind of have some mixed feelings on it, though. Like, I've seen a few people's arguments on the blocking. And, like, um, like Ninja Worm said, should it be more of a tank's ability to have a protective block like that? Which I do agree. I do definitely agree with that. But I think, like, a lot of MMOs, and I'm thinking of WoW in particular, like, most classes have something, some kind of healing spell that they can do to kind of be a little more self-reliant. And then um, a lot of times they have something that, like... Um, decreases the damage they take for a certain amount of time or something like that so i think if they could like kind of mix those two together <laughs> if that makes sense like the the active blocking and like an ability um if i don't know like there's a lot of magic in the world so i think they should be able to tap into that well yeah to protect themselves like in case like your tank dies or something and like i don't think the whole group should wipe just because the tank died like they should kind of be able to be a little self-reliant at least temporarily yeah, so the, the tank has a lot of at least the, the Alpha One tank had a lot of damage mitigation spells. Um, you had you had a shield. You didn't have to have a shield to use that shield spell. Um, so one of the things too to keep in mind with wanting people to be able to do other things is to have make sure that we have class identity and that each class feels unique and maybe not unique, but at, at least feeling like they're important um, or, or or that there's a reason for their character to be there uh, and, and that 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 play style is viable. Um, and I think that instead of maybe giving everyone like a self healer, everyone should have an oh shit button. Like I, I'll agree with that. I think every, <laughs> every class needs their oh shit button of like, I press this when I'm about to die and to, to try and mitigate a bit. This is, could be right. whatever. Um, I'm pretty sure that's in most MMOs where every, every class has an oh shit button. Um, but I think it, depending on your play style is I, I think that the, the blocking should be based on the shield itself. Um, but how that, how well that block is mitigated, um, how protective that is, I think should come down to how the class is designed. Um, so like, so like you're saying, 
of if I see that big telegraph thing and you've got half the DPS have <laughs> shields too, are they going to be able to, to block that? Um, let's see. Uh, so are they, are they going to be able to block that? And I, I don't think it should be either to the extent, maybe it could be like a, like you said, it could be a personal thing for them is that they're able to do that. But I don't think it would be like a whole group wide thing. Maybe the, the group save is kind of built into the tank. Um, it does start to get, now that you're bringing it up that way, it does start to get muddy because one of the things that Elder Scrolls does is that there's no real class, right? You just, you have your different, you have your different abilities, but basically anybody can be anything. It's all about how you build out the different skills. So that system does start to look a little different. Um, when you're putting it in terms of like, how do different class role run and, and things like that? And if it's even optimal for them to want to use shield. Um, Ninja Worm was saying that I actually kind of disagree. I think in a challenging dungeon, if the tank dies, it should be pretty bad. Not necessarily guaranteeing a wipe, but it should take some uh, quick reactions by the rest of the party um, that would be necessary to survive. And I think that's kind of what A was touching on. All right. Yeah. That's what I was trying to touch on is that it shouldn't be a guaranteed wipe. There should be like if people have those quick reactions, like you had said, like they, they do have some survivability instead so, of like everybody just getting slaughtered because they can't dodge or block <laughs> so maybe if the the fighter or something is carrying a shield he's able to kind of pop that out real quick um i know some some games Thank let you. you swap between different sets of like wh what weapons you have out i really like that type of gameplay um i know some lock you into a weapon until you're out of combat but it would be pretty cool to see um you have the ability to hop swap while you're in the game so tank goes down and then yeah maybe some of the someone can pick up the mantle of like doing those quick reactions and then having the ability to dodge and block. Well, I know there's been a few, quite a few times where I've been doing mainly dungeons. Um, it doesn't happen as much in raids because it's a little harder to pull off. But like in the dungeon in World of Warcraft, where like I, when I'm playing a hunter at least, or even my druid, the tank dies, and then um, like I'm able to use my pet, my pet to tank, and then we end up still taking down the boss, even though the tank went down. Uh, and same thing with my druid like i can switch into bear form and even though i'm not specced for it like i kind of still have those abilities that i can work with um and there's been quite a few times where we were still able to survive and get the boss down because either me or somebody else kind of had you know that that um card in their back pocket that <laughs> they can pull out well see even so. even you bring that up is uh with my with my with my tank um wow playing playing the uh protective uh, warrior i have different stances so i can switch into um my defensive stance which gives me a 10 percent mitigation um or i can switch into battle stance which gives me a 10 percent increase to crit and also something else i can't remember i think a 10 percent increase in damage and there have been multiple times uh where <laughs> the entire party wipes except for me and i've had to <laughs> finish off the boss because we had you know 10 percent of the health left and, and i go and carry the rest of the group um so and that's from being able to that just happened to you a bunch of times in mythic dungeons today, dude it actually. literally happened like at least like three or four times a day i was so fucking annoyed um but i still have the ability to switch into a defensive stance and be able to have that option so i do i do like the idea of there being versatility which i think is one of the reasons why i really <laughs> i really like the idea of the shield itself being what allows for a lot of that damage mitigation I, but how it how it's going to work for, for the class that that one's hard to, to figure out i think everyone should have access to a dodge and um one of the things that we've seen a lot in survival games is that your armor class kind of decides how much that dodge works right if you that's what i was thinking too not to cut you off um because i think 
we're saying dodge and block but i think also like parry is important too so like the block would be the shield the parry would be like when you stop their weapon with your weapon and then for like say maybe the ranger class they would have a dodge so they roll out of the way um i think that would help so that way each class kind of has something individual they do but they can still kind of protect themselves in a, in some way i kind of like the way that you just said that um i wonder though if you could build that so so how we're talking about having a dodge, a, a block, and now, now parry, let's, let's add more uh, things into it, <laughs> is I wonder if you could actually do that based off of the armor class. So if you are a heavy armor, you now have That's what a I was block. thinking too, is like, yeah, cloth and, and leather can roll or, you know, jump out of the way. And then like the heavier ones, since they're not as stationary, or sorry, not as mobile, like would be able to use either a weapon or a shield. Yeah, so you'd have like your male male wearing um, classes being able to parry, like kind of do like some type of that could be actually that's actually kind of a neat idea. I like that. Um, or if they would all be built into different systems, I kind of like um, parry. I like because you do see it pop off um, on WoW. You'll see your character kind of parry, and with that being RNG, and I'm kind of okay with that in itself being RNG and like a stat that can actually come up. Um, I feel like if you start adding too many things that's going to get very convoluted of do i block do i parry do i dodge um which starts to make it kind of feel more of like a single player game um but <laughs> I, I definitely could see um some way of of dealing like setting it up that way where um you know you it, even parry instead of being blocked um say you could be a parry tank right so if you use two-handed weapons maybe instead of blocking the attack you can parry instead of block with a shield i think that would actually be very cool uh because we, we can see in New World that you you have the ability to block with like almost any weapon aside from the bow. Um, and you can you can actually either block or throw a the throwing or the the hatchet, depending on, on how you spec that out. Um, so you kind of get it's like a weird weapon block. But if that were like a timed parry, I think that kind of works along the same idea of the timed block of maybe the block does like a stagger to whoever comes in. You, you telegraph that you stagger them. Where the parry maybe um one of the, uh, what is it called in um flat footed so you get someone uh in, oh, yeah. it, it's a flat footed um in pathfinder uh so if someone's flat footed they they take an extra take extra damage um so that could be something where maybe it's more of like a dps thing where you can parry the attack which if that parry is successful and now you're getting extra damage I know we're adding systems on top of systems on top of systems. But... I know we're we're speculating, lots of speculation. Um, I didn't. We didn't say earlier. We didn't say hello to Daryl. Hello, Daryl. I apologize. Up, I saw the heart Go too. To bed. I did see you were there though. Thank you for coming <laughs> to the stream. Um, th this is actually getting into we like, were, some we meaty conversation. I would say this is <laughs> this is definitely uh, one of the meteor ones. And I think the thing is too is a lot of times when we we've, we've seen things uh, over the past few streams, they've been things that maybe we aren't super like into doing but when it comes to blocking and tanking and that shit like that's my jam like i fucking love tanking <laughs> it's it's one of my favorite things to do in mmos I, I remember the maybe not the first time i tanked but i remember the first time i i finally like decided like okay i'm i'm done dps i'm i'm solely doing tanking now and <laughs> and that was uh for most of my mmo career was dps and and ever since i got bit by like the tanking bug like that's what i want to do so i'm definitely very excited and like want things to work in a, in a certain way um yeah parry or, or um pose could be definitely you see it with the spear maybe we could have a rapier where you can kind of like you, you move the tax out of the way um i definitely 
excuse me, I definitely wouldn't want it to be along the same lines of, because when we say parry, now I'm kind of thinking of how it is in um, Mortal, Mortal Online, um, where you actually have like directional attack. And I don't want that. I definitely <laughs> don't want that. Doesn't, doesn't the Witcher have a parry? I think so. Yes, it does. Um, oh gosh, it's been a little bit since I've played that. But I, if I remember correctly, you have like some kind of parry ability. No, is that, is that parry? Can you, I, I didn't play a lot of The Witcher 3. Um, are you also able to dodge or, or, or also block or anything? I think you can dodge. Gosh, uh, it's kind of one of those things where I just played it. And now that I haven't played it for a while, I don't remember what the abilities are. <laughs> yeah. I know, I do know that you have like a way. To protect yourself i just can't remember specifically because it's been gosh i haven't played that in almost two years i really want to get back into it though <laughs> i was really enjoying it and then we we moved so when we moved i just kind of fell off of it because we were so busy moving packing everything up and then getting here and unloading everything yeah it definitely slowed down a bit um then she was more of a saying that you can roll in witcher 3 that's right yeah you that there is roll. A parry. i do honestly the witcher 3 has really good combat it's very fun i like i enjoy it a lot <laughs> So yeah, I think I would like to see, um, I would like to see the block, uh, I think what I would, how I would like to see it is that block and parry be built into the weapons that you're using and that classes still be have, able to have like a dodge or a roll. Um, and then you, you essentially base it based off of armor weight. Um, not as bad as new world. I, it, if you are, a, if you were wearing plate yeah, it's, in it New World, bad. it is. It feels so bad when you try to dodge when you're in plate. Like your character literally is just like, eh. Right, <laughs> like you can't, that's your, that's just, your dodge. Uh, <laughs> you can't even be bothered. And it's just, it does not feel good at all. Um, but I would like to see like at least some type of like maybe like some type of lateral stride where like you're, you're able to actually move out of the way. Just like sidestep a little more as opposed to just like, <laughs> they can look kind of look like those, um, those like car sales, like balloon men that them blow in the wind a little bit. <laughs> and, and I like the idea of the, re the, why you would have that is for, um, you know, you, you see the telegraph of like, oh shit, you know, attacks coming. I, I need to jump over this. I need to dodge away from this. I need to roll. I need to get, get away from this quickly. And I think that adds a lot to that type, to type of dynamic gameplay. Um, does, doesn't Guild Wars 2 have like a dash or am I thinking of something else? Oh, I haven't played Guild Wars 2 in a long time, so I can't say for Yeah, I, I played for a, a little bit. I know. It's kind um, of like I've played so many games, especially like MMOs, that when I try to think back to the way certain systems are in them, I don't really remember, but I remember the way it feels. Like I remember the way it felt. Yeah, like once Guild I sit Wars down 2. and like, I don't touch really it, I can... necessarily remember the specifics, but. <laughs> um, I, I know in Arcage, if you double tap a directional key, you sprint in that direction. So even something like that would be really cool, like a double tap, to, you know, to, to either dodge out of the way or sprint or something like that. Uh, I think that in itself would add a lot to the gameplay, uh, especially with them going with more of a hybrid system. Um, let's see, Ninja Worm saying, I only used it on one monster uh, that had a very long tongue and you could cut it off if you parried correctly. <laughs> that must be in The Witcher. Yeah, that was in The Witcher. Um, but yeah, I, th I think parrying, having some type of active parry, um, not lurking in between right <laughs> Awesome. How's it going, Trace? I'm almost thinking. Let's see. Yeah, like I, I think having either some type of active parry and active block, and that being built into the weapons. <laughs> Never mind. Back to rating. Thank you for coming to this AI. Um, I, I think that would be really cool. And Here, I think that. Yeah. Here we go. Sorry, I'm sending you something on Discord. 
okay. it's, it's The Witcher. So if you want to pop that up, we can watch it. Where is? I'm not really going to lost... be able to see it unless you share your screen with me. One second. I lost my Discord. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, why did it? It hasn't been doing this lately. We're at, like, there we go. More okay. But, but see, this is the thing is that this is a single player game. So I don't know how well that's going to... I mean, is this just the whole yes, combat tutorial? But also, yeah, I think so. See, I think if they went full, starts in the beginning though. I know, I, I skipped ahead a little bit. If they went full action oh, see, combat, he's, he's blocking, which I don't want to be able to. I think somebody in chat, I can't remember who it was, said earlier, but um, I don't want people to be able to like hold up a block for their entire life and then just like turtle. <laughs> right. So I think having some sort of like stamina bar or something that once once it's empty breaks your blocking would be necessary. Where was the... I think that's all the, like, magic. I think they did the um, dodging and parrying and stuff in the very beginning. Okay, I'll I'll go from here. Yeah, so that was the step back, right? Like, uh, yeah, Yeah, so that's dodging, kind of jumping back. I like that idea of being able to kind of move out of the way. Uh, So they've got dodge roll. But this is the thing, too. This would be more of, like, if it were full action combat, which I don't think this... It was more so to jog my memory. Because yeah. I couldn't remember. I was like, what do they have? Um, I know that they had the roll. Yeah, so they've got a dodge, a parry, a roll, and then counterattack. They got a lot of shit. But that's the thing. If, I think if they went full action combat, that would make a lot of sense. Um, but because they are right. going but with I think, hybrid I think system, the, the like sidestep in the roll would be nice. At least the roll for like the um, like cloth and maybe leather wearing. Right, be being built into... So you could have... Essentially, you'd have both. You'd have the roll and the sidestep, but they would be built into whatever your overall weight or whatever yeah i guess kind of kind of the way it would be a new world i would imagine kind of exiles the same way too yeah that's tied to your whatever armor stats yeah yeah and i I think that's definitely a good way to go about doing it is is that way you you still have the system but you don't have to worry too much about like having all these different controls um especially within something where you get that huge mmo feel and you do still want to have it feel like i don't know for me if i had a lot of single player style like abilities and, and things in the game it, it, i don't know there's something about like the the formula that mmos have that feels good and i feel like if you stray too far away from that it starts to not feel that great um yeah I, i'd agree with that and i think for me that's coming with like saying how um the way that bdo handles their combat with a lot of their their uh um combos and things like that it to me it doesn't feel like an mmo it feels more of like i don't know i don't it feels like an arcade game and i don't really i'm not a fan of the way that the combat feels in that and i don't know if that's just the older gamer in me that like does like a bit of tab but i I want to see that hybrid system like that evolution of tab (laughs) so it could be part of that but i think yeah having the the parry being baked into things like a rapier or a short sword um and then you have or a spear um, and then having... I think too, because they everything's going to have its own talent tree. So I'm almost wondering if like that's maybe maybe you can put points into being able to parry with a rapier. Yeah. See. Yeah. But that so, be an option of like now you have this. Um, like I, th- I think that would kind of be a good way to do it. So then not everybody is built the same. I guess. <laughs> yeah. And over so they're saying, well, whatever they decide, dodging and blocking will uh, probably be animated differently based on race instead of by class or armor. Oh, that's also a factor. That's very true. I don't 100% know if um, if that's going to be the case. I know someone had, they had asked before about if they're going to be animating the weapons differently um, for each class, or for each race. And I, I believe that was a no, uh, only because of how much they would have to do to be able to. Yeah, that would be a lot of 
So, so I remember they, they had talked about this a while ago that even just designing the abilities um, themselves, although the dodge, the dodge might be different. The dodge and block would probably be different. So that's probably true. I know abilities themselves, um, they said just the ability alone. And one of the reasons why we haven't seen a ton of abilities or why they didn't start working on combat till after they made the initial update was that it takes them around six hours to code a single ability. So when you're looking right. at 64 different classes that all have, you know, you've got your different augments, you've got all these different abilities, each one of those needs to be coded differently. So that that's one of the reasons too, of why they waited so long before they released the, uh, the updates to combat because they had to redesign tons and tons of abilities because of them changing the direction that they were going to go with. Um, Overthrow was saying that I think all I made, all animation differences are done by race, but there are some uniform animations across races. Um, yeah, the number of com combinations is definitely insane. I, yes. <laughs> um, it, I am curious. It's like something that's hard for me to even fathom, like the amount of work that goes into like the flow of movement and stuff and like how everything needs to be coded. Um, it's big brain stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's something that, that just spurred uh, a thought for me was that they, they talked about... Um, Someone had talked about the the ranger ability that airstrike, um, and it looks really good with an elf. But how's that going to look with a dwarf? <laughs> so someone was asking, like, are they going <laughs> to be able true. to jump and spin that same way? That. But then again, like those those may have some squat legs, but like they've been they got some pretty meaty thighs, so maybe they can get some jumps. I'm wondering if maybe they'll they'll just do it differently. I don't know. I think they'll probably just do it the same. It's just, just thematically, it's a little strange. It'll just be funny. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like. This reminds me of Lord of the Rings when. Junior had um, the best vertical. Gimli asked Legolas to toss him. Yeah, toss him. dwarves can't jump. That <laughs> was um, so good. It'll look awesome with dwarves. And he has, uh, uh, sorry, in EverQuest, dwarves famously did a flip when they jumped and it was great. Dude, I remember, I, I know their, their uh, jump animation. I'm totally fine with it. Someone was just getting really, I remember it was in some YouTube comments. Someone was getting very upset about the idea of a dwarf being able to do the same thing. Like, was this it's guy. Like, I don't it's know. It's magic though. It. Like, <laughs> like we don't, that's, dude, there, there, some people just want so much realism when it comes to certain things. Someone was complaining about the helmet being too heavy. And I'm like, dear, we have real life examples of helmets that are like this one. That have the full face. That yeah. have the full face and everything that like, it wouldn't be too heavy. But someone was arguing that was one of their biggest things. They did not like the helmet. And like, guys, it's a fantasy oh, game. They can like, can we have a bit of fantasy in the fantasy game? Elder Scrolls, if they want extremely realistic armor. I know. Elder Scrolls <laughs> has some very boring armor. Like, I'm not going to lie. When it, when it like, like, I get a set piece, I'm normally like, eh. Um, I think yeah, that was, that's one of the exciting. things I didn't, one of the things I didn't find that exciting about Elder Scrolls was their their gear like and i even, was thinking i was thinking like actual elder scrolls not elder scrolls online <laughs> well i mean either way i mean elder scrolls online elder scrolls they really don't uh, yeah unless, it's, it's pretty much the same <laughs> again unless you're getting unless you're getting cosmetics most of the other shit yeah buying those cosmetics yeah um but yeah so let's see so we've talked on the block we've talked on this uh we talked about mommy milkers gotta go back to <laughs> mommy milkers that's my favorite word for teeth by the way um <laughs> we need to go back to the um the, the oh gosh I synergies the name synergies yeah i keep thinking it starts with an r for some reason and then i'm getting lost with what i'm trying to think of so yes so um one of the synergies that we see in here is that the cleric has an ability that causes a stagger and then the fighter has an ability that also causes a stagger when you stagger sorry yeah when you stagger 
a staggered was it chains of restraint yeah so chains of like restraint the with the cleric? hammer yep and then i believe that hammer brings down does a stagger so when you stack those two that ends up causing a stun now this type of system has been in other mmos i believe arcage has a similar system we started talking about this earlier um <laughs> but there is a lot of other different things that you could do with this instead of just having oh was it okay so it's the Oh, was, Robert was was saying it's the spin to win. Spin to win, <laughs> dude. I love, I love whirlwinds. Um, for like for warriors, and, so fun. And, and fighters. I think it's such a cool ability. Um, my uh, Conan character that, and uh, obviously there's no classes or anything of that. Um, but the weapon I have just has the spin, and you just hold that button down, and just keep spinning. It's a, it's a ton of fun doing that. And I always need to get out of the way, or else I get yeah, or else get hit too. Trying to help them kill stuff, yeah. I get stuck in it and then I get stun locked and I'm like, ah. <laughs> but I think I really like this idea of implementing um, the, the stacking um, uh, debuffs to create a, a larger debuff. So you could have something like, um, you know, a, a chill. So, you know, you've got, say, a, a, uh, what the, I don't know the name of it off the top of my head, but you would have, say, the ranger takes <laughs> the, the mage archetype right to get like some frozen arrows so it, it hits them with like a chill and then you hit with like an ice ice attack or something and then you've got freeze so now it's i guess it'd be another form of stun but maybe it's got some different abilities um you could have um silence so to silence the spells or abilities two silences create like a paralyzer or some some type of greater effect on top of that I think that's a really cool dynamic and, and it makes it really fun of like, you know, I got this off then you do this and it just adds even more um, interconnectivity between players and having that MMO play. I do. Like, yeah, it definitely adds like um, a nice element to it as far as like camaraderie and stuff. And I wonder if it's going to be something that the ability says, like if it states like combined it with, you know, the ability from blah, 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 like class and get you know, this effect, or if it's going to be like a trial and error kind of thing. Yeah, or, like, oh, okay, this does this. Yeah, everybody needs to test their abilities together to see what it does. And like, it doesn't, I, I don't even know if it needs to all be the same, like, you know, two staggers causing a stun. Like, maybe a fire and ice ability have some type of, uh, its own effect that it can cause. So, like, there, there's a lot of different ways that this can, this can work. And it, it does have a lot of possibilities, which I think are very exciting, but can also be kind of scary too, I guess. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it is another layer of like, okay, so now we do this and we can stack this on top of it. And like how much more, excuse me, what's it? How much more does that add um, into time of development and things like that? And, and how much, um, how much is it adding to the game to have those different things? And I, th I think the idea of it is very cool. And then it's also of like wondering of like what the practicality of it is of like, are people going to intentionally try to get these things off where, where you're doing this and then doing that so you can get that effect or are you accidentally doing it? Is it trying to be more coordinated? And then how does that overall affect the party composition of, oh, you guys don't have two staggers. We're not going because we need to have the stun. So that there is that. Right. I did think of that, that maybe it would make some um, snobbiness in group creating or they want a certain combination. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, you can't do fire frost. Well, you're not coming with us. Um, so I, I think I think it'd be very cool to have the effects in that because someone was saying that they want um, they want only one class to be able to do a certain 
um, I'll start this video again. They they wanted one class to do a single. They, I'm gonna throw this in there. I know that this is something that they're working on, but goddamn, could they could not turn down the bloom just a bit for the <laughs> for the video? Like you guys can they could have adjusted it just for the show, or at least not had it right on the opening scene. Right? It's like you guys, come on. <laughs> oh, I feel like that was a troll move, though. No, well, maybe. So, <laughs> um. But yeah, so so that's one of the things too that because they asked the question of would you want the um how is that worded? Do you think the party composition should amplify the meta? So do you think that the party composition should amplify what type of effects? I'm assuming that's what the question is. What type of effects you would like to see? And one one of the things one of the comments that I saw was that only one class should have the stagger and then someone else should play off of that and then that does start to cause like well you need to have this but i guess the idea too of like you want one of each archetype in an eight-man group that kind of makes sense to me that each one would bring something different to the table and then the augment then i think would allow that class to now have their parent and now <clears throat> sorry their, their main archetype and second archetypes um impairments or whatever you want to call them um, i want to touch on what overthrow said um he said yeah i think snobby players will definitely have the freedom to be snobby and ashes if that's how they want to act and i think that's true and i also think that is their right <laughs> like <laughs> if you want to be snobby go for it <laughs> um not everybody has to make friends so that's part of it i think too um, and I think that's something people are kind of excited about with Ashes is having the freedom to be that way. But we don't need to associate with those people. <laughs> we don't want to either. So each their own. There's <laughs> um, when we're saying if it is implemented, um, I don't think it will be an issue of snobbery. I think most classes will have access to various synergies. So the issue won't be that you will only pick certain classes. I think you'll just uh, expect whatever classes you do have to do their best to utilize their synergies together. And that, right, yeah. that's the way <laughs> I would like to see it done. I would like to see like multiple abilities, maybe not every ability, but to have a couple key abilities in that, in that rotation that can get off certain um, abilities. Because I, th I think it makes sense that maybe a rogue, a fighter, um, I guess the cleric, um, would, would have abilities that causes someone to stagger or kind of fumble or, or trip up, uh, especially like a rogue, like this kind of makes sense that you would get someone off their off balance. Um, and like, even with like a charge or something from like either the tank or the, the fighter, I could see a charge, you know, you're shouldering into someone, you can kind of get them to stagger. <laughs> so I, I think there are a lot of different ways that the classes thematically could get these different things that make sense. And then I think it would be kind of cool to see some like more, um, more branded, like, you know, like a, obviously if this class uses elemental magic that they're going to have this and that it's going to pair well with someone else that also may either has some type of elemental magic or something that pairs with that, where maybe it's not like, you know, both these stagger, but you know, this one causes off balance, this causes stagger to get it, cause a stun, something, something along those lines, I think would be pretty cool. Right. I do have to say that I'm very excited that Steven said that they're going to try their best not who have stun locking be a thing. <laughs> I cannot stand stun locking. Yeah, stun locking is not not fun. And I think not just it's it's not fun in terms of just the the player um like getting stun locked. I also don't think it's really it it's very cheap to do it in game where you can stun lock 
a NPC. Like I've done it. We've all done it in games where you're able to constantly right. hit that same attack over and over and over. They can't do anything. They no, can't do it anything. Just, it cheapens it just, the experience. And I know someone had said, because, you know, Steven doesn't want the stun locking. And I don't think it's that there's going to be a lack of stuns. I think it's just either their effectiveness. Because someone had said, like, you know, it might start off at two seconds, like one and a half seconds, one second. Increases. Yeah. Right. So you've got a diminishing return of like how, how much you can actually stun someone. Because I know personally, I think the last, I, last time I got stunned um, by a rogue in World of Warcraft, I believe it was a five second sap. Like that is way too fucking long. And it, that is, right. and th- <laughs> it's, it's, that's not fun. It's okay for like for like a second or two where you're like, oh shit, like I gotta get ready for this. But like when you literally can just sit there and stare at your character and be like, well, I'm not moving now. Like it, right. it's one of those things where it doesn't feel good. Like it should be like, a, oh shit, like I gotta get ready to come out of this and, and do something about it. And I think that's a really fun gameplay. Well, yeah, by the time you break out of that five seconds um, sap, they hit you with a stun and then like you're just like, this is broken, yep. you know? <laughs> yeah, just keep, keep constantly. That's why like I think everybody, at least in World of Warcraft, who is like really high in PvP probably plays a rogue. <laughs> yeah, probably. Or or that's also one of the arguments of like people who say like they hate PvP. Well, yeah, if you're so used to only getting sapped by see, that's funny too, is that's what I think of what I think of PvP is all those times we've done the arenas and I've gotten sapped by a rogue and like just completely killed and couldn't even defend myself. So that doesn't feel good. No, I would I would definitely say when it when it comes to PvP, that is the number one thing that is a turnoff is when someone can take control of your character and, and cause you to lose your uh, your player agency. Your defenses, yeah. Like that's not that's that that's not really too much of like obviously it, it takes a bit of timing of like, okay, when am I gonna hit this? But if you can stealth and sap and just walk away, like you and stay hidden because you, you know you don't have the ability to be able to break that stealth or whatever. Like that's that's not a fun gameplay. So having some replacing that with something else that feels more meaningful for both sides is definitely where they're going to get um I th- where I think ashes is going to shine um what that's going to look like it, it, we'll have to see I mean even even we we got to test the PVP uh, in like the sieges and stuff that was I think for me I really like very chaotic um <laughs> not where it's not too tactical uh, like a large scale PVP is very fun where it it starts to feel more of like I don't really care if I die. I just want to take out as many people like out on the way of me going down as possible. Like that's because I, I kind of think that brings back to the whole idea of like playing couch co-op games um, with like like shooters and what makes that fun of like when you're like, oh shit, like, okay, respawn, go like that. That's really fun. And like if you can get a like a heavy foot, like a good foothold and like, you know, you're, you're, you're holding off and you're able to survive blow after blow and you, you just keep going. Like, that's really cool. Like you start to feel like you're getting kill streak, you're getting that. And I think when you're able to take that type of gameplay and find some way to put it into the MMO, it feels very good. Um, I know uh, in, in World of Warcraft, I'm, I'm playing with the war mode on, and uh, in one of these areas, um, we're all farming for shit. And, and this actually brought me back to the idea of doing dungeons and raids or whatever, where other people could gank your, your you know, not gank, but take your kill. And it, it does add this huge layer that is very, very fun. And very terrifying because you have your huge group of players, you have these other group of players and you're going down and there's a, there's a mob and you need that mob. Like it's going to, you know, help you with your reputation grind or whatever is going to have here. doesn't really matter. It's going to benefit you. And it's also going to benefit the other side. So you come down there. It's the first one that kills it, gets it. And it's just, it's so fun of like, 
oh shit, I see other people. I got to jump on them while I'm also trying to manage the boss and trying to do all this other shit. And the chaos that ensues in that is just, it's like, you don't get that in any type of other game. Like when you think of um, like MOBAs and stuff, like the the PVP is normally pretty structured. Um, When you think of like some of the other uh, first person shooter games, I'm kind of thinking of like, like a Rainbow Six, like where things are very slowed down. It's very tactical. And like, there's something that, that that's cool. But there's something about that that sea of bodies and you're just trying to survive and you like there's some coordination but a lot of it is like don't hit the wrong fucking button like it's fun it is so much goddamn fun and that that, i don't remember how i got on this tangent but the 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 way that sieges are going to be in the way that i've experienced pvp so far in ashes of creation has been a ton of fun and i I just i can't wait to see we get to see it more fleshed out and then with these systems implemented and how that's going to work um yes (laughs) definitely went on i don't know where i went with that i don't remember where i started where that (laughs) (laughs) um ninja worm said one of the best things i heard about pvp and aoc is that they will aim for 30 plus second time to kill I agree with not wanting long stuns, but even if they are fairly long, at least they can't completely kill you in the duration of a single stun, which, yes, that is vastly different than how it is, at least in World of Warcraft PvP. Yeah, so I do. I do agree. I like that as well, that it, at least if you do get stunned for five seconds, there's still another 25 seconds that you can fight. <laughs> like, Right. I do like that they're they're going for more of a longer time to kill. I don't I don't really don't know how much how I feel too much about the 30 second. Um and it, that that's that's gotta be seen so uh because that to me seems like it's a very long time it, it depends on the engagement too of like one-on-one kind of engagements i see like 30 seconds being being pretty good oh my god we just got rated by yay 11 viewers thank you for coming and hanging out Hello. with us <laughs> welcome um, welcome we we have covered so far we talked about our thoughts and feelings on the ui i think we've wrapped up on our active blocking segment and now we are getting into a bunch of tangents about PvP, and uh, especially like when it comes to large scale. PvP. Oh, I like that too. <laughs> I like. It. Um, let's see. Overthrow is saying it's definitely a different kind of thing when you're a large scale PvP instead of stun this guy and the fo- um, and focus this this other one down. You're thinking, hold this point, push this crowd, withdraw when you get low because there are way too many people to break the fight down into all those factors. And I agree because that, that's that's one of my favorite things about the large scale PvP that we got to test, at least in Alpha One, um, is that 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 chaos that ensues in that because you're, you're right, like the gameplay is so much different when it than when it comes to those one v ones. And I think a lot of people have really only got to experience that type of PvP. And I think that's the kind of PvP that kind of turns people off. But when you're looking at like the the massive like PvP of that push yeah. and the pull. How's it going, Oracle? Thank you, Oracle, and welcome for tech. <laughs> um, we 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 are looking at that that massive that massive one where you you are just you're fighting for your life. You're trying not to die. You're trying to follow the group. You're trying to push like through this barrier. Trying to come back. Like you you were trying to hold these points, and like you can feel that that the tide change where things kind of start to shift. Where you're like, oh shit, like we're not going to be able to maintain this. We're not going to hold this. We need to think of another tactic or we need to let this this one go. But you also can feel that momentum moving forward where you can tell like your side is winning. You're you're taking this. And it feels so fucking good. And like I've gotten that a little bit through doing the war mode in World of Warcraft when when it's been 
like in those, those farming areas where you have a big group of people and there's certain mobs that people are trying to go for. So that whole idea of like, well, I don't want to lose, you know, the boss that my raid was working on. Like, I think when you think in terms of only PVE and only PVP, then yes, that sounds bad. But when you're thinking about it in more of a scale of like, you're going to be holding this spot and you need to figure out, do we need to retreat? Do we go? Do we keep pushing forward? That that starts to change. And uh, Annie and I had talked about this previously, that I think one of the reasons why people get so weirded out by PVP is that there's this personal side of it, right? So if you were to, if you were to just die from a mob in the world, like you, you're playing for an hour, okay? There's a good chance you're going to die once. <laughs> like, but the thing is, for some reason, if that thing was another player, people get a lot more upset than if it was just the it mob that they went up. personal. <laughs> and I think that's the thing is that people view it in that way where it's a personal attack on them. And, and I think that's a mentality that needs to change. Like, it's not just some sweaty gamer that's in their mom's basement that decided to come up against you. So, I mean... Sometimes it is personal, though. Like, yeah, sometimes. Said a million yeah. times, if I kill a wolf and you run over and start getting my wolf, it's gonna be personal. <laughs> you see, and that's the thing that kind of like sucked about playing New World, is that you would kill something and someone comes over and just takes it. And what's the recourse? Especially me as an archer, like, <laughs> right? And, and the recourse is no, you just watch them do it, and you watch them I do it again. Stand over them. I just stand over them while they're skinning it. Like, really. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what that's what ashes needs to have into it where like if you tag something and kill it and someone else skins it it now makes them uh it, that's an act of war and now you can go up against them uh, like, it, it's not player killing at that point i think i can't remember what maybe it used to be world of warcraft where um you had like 30 seconds to loot something before somebody else could loot it or skin it like this is oh yeah you could use the yeah 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 yeah, yeah, they changed yeah you used it. to be able like, to skin someone else's stuff yeah i, I kind of like that yeah but yeah it kind of makes had, it up like, to grab like grace period yeah well that that's actually kind of cool because especially for say you know someone but, who but i will i will say i don't want them to do that in ashes though like everything is supposed to be free for all so <laughs> yeah oh yeah and not having the safeguard on there <laughs> but but yeah um Oh yeah, I guess I wouldn't negate what I was going to say anyway, but I, or not really, because it is kind of cool. I think, I think for games like New World, where you can't actually defend your kill, like. Yeah, at least give it a buff. That would be like, nice having, yeah, buffer. having the, <laughs> but continue what you're saying. You I remember. don't remember. We were, I was just, um, but yeah, one of the, I mean, one of the cool things of, of that is for someone like myself who doesn't do skinning that now allows another player to come up and, and skin that dead animal which I think is actually pretty cool in the, in the idea of ashes, you might be able to go and pick up someone's scrap who doesn't, who doesn't do skinning or, or tanning or any of that, that, that stuff. Um, so that, that actually, the idea of that sounds pretty sweet. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that anything like that would, would potentially be able to be lootable in that sense, uh, by another player. Like if you just <laughs> see someone who like basically just wrote, basically searching for roadkill while they're, uh, while they're playing, like, picking up the scraps of all the other players of like oh I didn't skin i've it. done That's that mine. before yeah I've, I've ran around and did the stuff that people had killed <laughs> I, anyone who um, played played new world with me would be able to do that because i forget to do all that shit overthrow said what if taking damage interrupts the skinning then you could give them a poke <laughs> <laughs> i think actually it's like that in world of warcraft when you're doing something you get like a little bar um oh yeah you get a little progress bar interrupts it which can be annoying but at the same time um i think it kind of makes sense though <laughs> it makes sense to be able to like interrupt someone i do the same thing i do this in any game where i try to see how fast i can get open the box 
or whatever it is, loot the item before like I actually get before hit. taking damage. Yeah. <laughs> I, I go as far as I will use my stun abilities. Like on an AoE stun, I'll stun the group and then keep clicking the thing so I can click it and then try to bolt out there. Like if I don't need to actually kill the mobs. Um, let's see. Ninja Worm was saying that I would still want a loot timer for mobs uh, you kill with corruption system. There being a penalty for killing another player. So without a loot timer, another player can double grief you. Uh, first by stealing your loot and then by making you go corrupt if you tag them for it. Um, I do agree with that. I think maybe there should be like a timer. So like the first 10 seconds if somebody like loots the corpse, like it could give them corruption points maybe and like they get like a warning beforehand or something. Like yeah, something th so that way like you can defend defend your thing without you going corrupt for doing so. So I think we we had talked about this um, previously. I don't I can't remember if it was in our gap the gathering uh, podcast we did or it was some other one where we talked about how it would be really cool um jesus christ i just lost my train of thought uh it'd be really cool oh, oh okay no, not, not that it would be really cool <laughs> for that but but the idea of like that there should be things that cause um a person to be flagged so the the idea of um coming on to a coming to a different node in mining their resources, cutting down their trees, um, and say if there was a decree by the mayor, if you do that in this area, you are now flagged for PvP because you're going against what our decree is. So you're basically right. opening, like you're openly saying you're going to war with us. So having something like that, where like if you skin someone else's kill with while that person's still in the vicinity or, or something like that, that that would auto flag them for PvP. Um, because that, that's actually something that people have said before is that you can PVP and so you can, uh, grief people in PVE by doing certain things like that, where you're taking people's loot, you're taking this where they, because there's no recourse. And I definitely think that there should be certain actions that you as a player can safeguard yourself against other players. Um, yeah, making them go purple for skinning someone else's kill def definitely makes a lot of sense. I think right. that says I am flagging for PVP. You can now hit me because I touch your shit. Like I, I think well, like in, in New World too, like recently when we were playing, like I was harvesting hemp plants and there was this player that was following me around and I was like, Why? Like what are they doing? Like they're being weird. I don't know if maybe they thought I was a bot or something, but they were following me around and then like uh there was like a whole bunch of them all over the place. So I'm just going, you know, one at a time picking them. And then they start like going to the next one right in front of me and starting to harvest it before I do. And like anytime they saw me going a certain direction, they started like going that way and would go harvest the one that I was headed towards. And I was like, really? Like, fuck off, dude. <laughs> like, it was so annoying. I was like, why? <laughs> and see, and, and that itself is a form of PvP in a PvE game. And you're, it's, I would just say that's a form of griefing. Like you are right. farming well, yeah, someone else's spot without them having the ability doing, to defend themselves. They were doing their own thing. And then so I was gathering and decided to come over and like disrupt my my gathering so like i shouldn't have been able to kill them <laughs> right so i think for a lot of people that are on the fence with pvp when you think of those type of nuanced times like those are the times where i feel like people would want it of you instead of complaining about the sweaty neck beard neck beard that's coming and hunting you down maybe you're now the sweaty neck beard that is getting pissed that someone keeps touching your shit like so <laughs> i i think if you think about it in different contexts like the idea of the it being open world it's it's awesome and i want to make sure that there are safeguards against players being forced to go corrupt because i feel like that is a situation because of the way that the corruption system is going to be and how brutal it's going to be 
I think there has to be other flagging mechanisms other than going into, obviously there will be things like that because if you, you know, go into um, a caravan, a caravan event that is now a, a PVP, um, a triggering event going into the ocean is a PVP, PVP triggering event. So I think that there needs to be other things that need to be considered in that too, which is like I said, like looting someone else's kills. Um, I don't think so much of looting someone, you know, cutting down a tree in front of someone is going to count. Um, right. Well, yeah, because it's like not, in that yeah. situation, I don't think they would have gone corrupt just because I don't think the system would have caught on that that's what they were doing. But I should be able to, at least with like the open PVP-ness, like I could risk going corrupt. And, be because, like, Fuck you. <laughs> and because there is a 30 second time to kill, that does give you the time to like kind of like give a warning hit of, hey, listen, back the fuck up. And then that also give them that one of the things too, is I feel like by nature in this is something I've, I've thought about too, is like your reaction to being hit is probably going to be to hit back. Like, I feel like you're, you're not going to have that instant thought to like, Oh, I should run away. Like, I feel like th there is that. So it, it is a little, it, I don't know. We, it's definitely gotta be tested out and, and see how those things are going to be. Because I, I know for, for a fact, my reaction, if someone hits me, it's the first to be like, see within 25 seconds, can I kill this person? And then realize five <laughs> seconds later, maybe I can't. So I should start booking it, um, which I feel like that you're going to have a lot of interactions that are like that, which I feel like is maybe the intent. Um, but I, I, I would like to see like how certain things are, are going to be where I, I think just getting someone else's kill should cause you to flag and, and I don't know, just different things like that where the, the where that could be seen as a way to abuse the corruption system or the flagging system. Of I can take your stuff without getting hit because if you retaliate, you're right. gonna go corrupt. Exactly. Like you could just have people who like hover around like certain mobs that maybe they themselves aren't even strong enough to kill, but they wait till somebody comes and then like swoop in at the last second and steal everything. And then you get the penalty for like trying to get your stuff back, you know. Um, so in the poll is 30 seconds uh to kill another player too long. hundred uh, percent of you said no. So we're, we're liking wow, the, we're liking the 30 second time to kill. I, for, I think, I mean, I honestly think that's a decent time. Like that I don't know. I just, for, enough for me, time to stretch your legs and like actually think out the combat instead that is of like true. just button smashing. I, I mean, I'm, I'm on the fence. I kind of like the idea of like a 15 second, like maybe half that amount of time. But uh, again, it's gotta be tested out and, and see. Um, and that comes down to, I, there's been so many times, um, when I've gotten fights with other tanks, we're like, it, 30 seconds is a long time to get your abilities back um, and then constantly go back and forth and mitigate and things. So I've had situations where, you know, I'm tank, I'm a tank and I'm fighting another tank in PvP and it literally ends up turning into like a five minute time to kill because of both of us keep, keep going back and forth and, and being able to heal ourselves back up and going back and forth. And so I think that may be where I'm coming from. Like when it comes to a, a DPS, I think that, that, that's going to change quite a bit. It's quite drastic in, in the amount of time, like a DPS will take someone down. Um, so I, I guess in that thought process, yes. And I, I, um, yeah, damn it. I don't know. <laughs> I keep having those moments. I am, I am recovering from COVID. So hopefully you guys aren't too brutal with uh, the fact <laughs> that I keep slack. losing my, uh, my train of thought constantly. It's just <laughs> a lack of oxygen in my, my brain. So, <laughs> um, I guess we had an ad break. <laughs> oh, we did. Oh, okay. Uh, subbing to the channel. We'll make sure you don't get out um yeah <laughs> uh let's see so we have you have you paid attention to chat at all you guys have definitely been blowing it up over here um let's see overthrow was saying that 
uh, even a two second timer in the favor of the player who got the kill would give them a good advantage of scaling their target. I do think that would be cool. Yeah. Um, that's like even like I think a slight buffer for that would be helpful. Neo was saying that that would um that would be awesome. Uh, I don't think it would be fair uh to be red because <laughs> someone wants to steal your stuff. Um, I did I did get rid of the Jamie can't talk redeem, uh only because <laughs> it was, was being abused by Daryl. Um, <laughs> yeah, Annie, you can go ahead and talk. We'll take a break. <laughs> oh God, is the React feature a partner thing? A React feature. React oh see look at that lord just said i couldn't curse um <laughs> i don't like, oh, think yeah. there was a um react feature you gotta let me know what, what what you mean exactly what context yeah um so let's see uh uh da, 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 where were we um over there was saying that i think the exact situation uh corruption was made for steven doesn't want a bunch of non-combatants uh being passive aggressive like in pve games um um, speaking of react features, I was actually thinking it would be really cool if Twitch added something where you could either upvote or downvote people's comments, like on um, like on Reddit. <laughs> oh no, I don't know. Reddit is like I can't swear right now. Um, Reddit is a <laughs> cesspool. I I don't know. I have I have mixed feelings about Reddit because I do I do love me some Reddit, but at the same time, some of the human beings that are on Reddit are are basically the, the worst of human beings on the internet i don't know what <laughs> why that is i would rather dive into youtube comments than dive into some of the, some of the deep dark sides of reddit um we're i would say we're we're only affiliate so i don't know what the what the react feature is i think it's something they're testing uh, i saw it in some other streams and so far only in partner streams uh i don't know if 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 you guys see that we have i i'll have to look into it more <laughs> um daryl said that it was lord that claimed it two times not him <laughs> was it lord oh yeah lord made me shut up like twice i know lord was just dropping points i couldn't believe how many points it i was lord so confused is. too because i was trying to read like uh, way back at the oh, like, and some, i didn't even see it and then you just went quiet sometimes like, you guys <laughs> like to really throw off the show like real bad and we were <laughs> typically it's towards the end but i feel like there have been a few times where it was like right in the middle where i'm like come on guys like I'm still trying to produce a podcast over here. Oh, it's fun. I love it. It's my favorite. <laughs> oh, I know. It's, especially, yeah, I know. It always, towards the end of the show, if you guys are new, uh, it always devolves into a bit of chaos. Um, <laughs> uh, especially, uh, I guess we have a, so we had one time where Annie's camera uh, just completely died on us um, from one, one of the, the, the uh, what were we using? Three of them was, for 30k yeah, was points. Yeah, it labs that just dropped out <laughs> uh stream labs had dropped annie's camera out so that was uh, affectionately called our lap stream uh because she came yeah. over and sat with us and that was uh probably one of the most chaotic uh <laughs> episodes of tangents of creation i was gonna say uh of chaos and lace but that was our old that was our old show i was gonna say i think maybe we should do like a redeeming thing or for the show like we <laughs> sit next to each other because that was really fun i had a lot that, of fun. that was a really fun that that was uh <laughs> It was pretty nice oh, because I could be very low. Daryl's gone. Uh -huh. um, I used to also have, when we would play games, I had, a, out for us. <laughs> I had a drop weapon. Um, I had a drop weapon redeem. And when we started playing WoW again, I was like, that's not happening. That can't stay there. Oh, I know. Daryl, I'm it's dying of COVID. I don't want to check my posture. Daryl's always been, <laughs> Daryl's always really good about making sure that I'm stretching, staying in proper posture and getting my water in. So thank you, uh -huh. Daryl. For that um so let's see i think we've kind of wrapped up things on synergies we've been talking about pvp 
I feel like a lot of the streams lately that we've been doing it has been based on PvP. Um, and I think that's because of... I think that's because it's like the most um, important part of Ash's creation that gets a lot of uh, feedback. <laughs> hate? Yeah, uh, a lot of hate. The seed bot. I think too, it's worth mentioning that um, at least maybe Jamie's mind is changing, but I am somebody who doesn't generally care for PvP, so, <laughs> but I'm willing to give it a shot. So it, 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 it kind of took me over like the way that tanking did years ago um, is I have been purposely playing every game that I play uh, that has the option of playing with PvP on or with PvP off uh, with the option of playing with it on to get in preparation of playing Ashes of Creation um i mean is that is that the topic that you would like to talk about okay so we'll we'll get on to that next um all right thanks for coming and hanging out vertec always a pleasure having you guys drop in the stream it was very fun hanging out uh, with you guys um, and getting that time beforehand we normally don't have much time beforehand to to do that uh but it was really cool hanging out with you guys and watching stick you and everything uh we always we always pimp your show too like telling people to go and hang out and watch uh so (laughs) thanks guys um so we what was I just saying? Uh, so I have been playing a lot of games <laughs> with, with PvP on lately um, because I want to be ready for it uh, when that, that comes about. And I have, <laughs> I have now become a sweaty neck, neck beard, I guess, uh, because I've <laughs> really been enjoying PvP. I still don't enjoy arenas. I don't enjoy the, the 1v1s or the 3v3s. I really like massive, large-scale PvP. I th- also, I like... I like questing and being one on one and seeing someone. Oh, he gets a thrill out of seeing a red so nameplate on the if screen, I, and he's like, "I'm gonna go kill him," and I'm like, "Oh my god!" If like, I see I'm a red, those. I like being left alone, and thus I like leaving other people alone. So even if I'm flying for PvP, I usually don't bother anybody unless they like cross me in some way. <laughs> I have become the botherer. If I see that someone also decides to flag, it tells me they want to go, they want to play. So if I see a name that's red, and luckily in Ashes, if your name's red, that means you're corrupted. So you don't have to worry about me punching you in the face. I thought it was purple. Purple means that you're you're now a combatant. Red means you're corrupted. Oh, that's right. I don't know why I had that backwards. Okay. So I will be searching for red names when it, when it comes to Ashes of Creation. I will be trying to find any <laughs> corrupted player I can to, one, because there's no penalty for me killing them. Other it's than sounding, getting their sweet, sweet loot. like the Chaos and Lace Cartel is going to have a bounty hunter. Section. I'm going to, I think Chaos, division. the Chaos and Lace Cartel <laughs> is going to be all about pirates and bounty hunters. How those two things can exist in and one. And animal husbandry. And animal husbandry. I, I know it's going to be in I there. have my own little like side section, like mm. the pacifist, like crafting section. <laughs> yeah, the, the cartel has its hands in a few different things. We've got to make sure that we have our hands in trade, PVP, PVE, politics. We're going to have it all. So if you guys want to come and hang out with our Discord, hang out with the Chaos and Lace Cartel. It's um, going to be... Someone drop lace. that. <laughs> you guys can also come Mio over. Mio said, don't steal laces, wolf pelts. Absolutely not. Like, don't, <laughs> don't steal do it. it. Um, I'm, I'm nice until, until you cross me. <laughs> like with, with Jamie yesterday when he Sparta kicked me off oh of my the God. elevator when Conan... Yeah, we um, I'm still trying to figure out how to get back at him. I know. I accidentally kicked her off of an elevator in one of our games. Actually, you didn't even kick me. You axed me. I accidentally like, axed you. I was, it was, it was an accident. She was so mad. Yeah. <laughs> until you steal her pelt. Okay. So one of the topics that Mia wants to get into is, um, 
So dealing with bots <laughs> and not getting <laughs> that corruption. That is true. Overthrow. Sorry. He said Annie is nice until Jamie forces her to help him gank some poor souls. Oh, yeah. Every single time, like especially in New World, he's like, there's a there's a PvP player over here. Let's get him. And I'm like, can we have to? Like, Yes, we're going to follow I'm, I'm them. Gonna... I'm like, I'm going to go pick this plant over here while you guys take care of them. <laughs> See, that's what uh, uh, Nuclear and I, when we, we were getting into it and we had this one player and we're, we're, we're <clears throat> I think we killed him once and then he came back and then we saw him again and we both went to go after him. He starts running away and we're like, all right, maybe, maybe we're turning into bad players. We should probably just stop. So we turn around. So, but then that same guy killed you. So I don't know, because I feel like we I know I was just trying to help him kill a mob. And then like just the way it was, once the mob died, my arrow started hitting him. So I don't blame him. But at the same time, I stopped and then he came over and fucking murdered me. So <laughs> I, like, I like Mio's. Um, it was an I, accident. Yeah, he, the elevator incident was an accident. <laughs> I did. I pressed the wrong button. I was just you had slightly sidestepped and moved out of the way. And I accidentally we need to make a. We need to make a clip and post it to Twitter. That I think you have funny. a highlight. Yeah, I should throw that up there. Um, no good deeds go unpunished. No mercy. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So back to um, Mio wanted to know. Um, so how kill how... bots without going corrupt? Which I don't know. I don't even know if you'd be able to. Yeah, it, it would be unless kinda... the system unless the system itself recognizes that as a bot and flags them theirself but if they're a non-combatant and you attack them because you suspect they're a bot like you suspecting them a bot isn't gonna yeah i mean that, that's a thing i think <laughs> you would have to find some way to get the bot to i think honestly that. it probably would be better just to report them to intrepid than anything else yeah because i feel like one of the things too with how brutal corruption is like i, I for one don't want to go corrupt it to, to me the the amount of it's like anywhere from three to six hours to grind off one one kill from corruption. So now you're looking at having to do it's going to exacerbate as as you get more kills in there. And like it to me does not seem worth killing someone just to kill someone. Um, so in that situation, that kind of does suck. Of like, how would you combat bots? In in the idea of like they're basically free targets uh, because they're just running on a script. Um, unless, you know, they're, <laughs> you find some way to, I don't know, where it, where it targets. Like, you, uh, it's almost that idea of, like, if it, if it is auto-targeting, right, and it, it, it's doing auto-mining or something like that where it's just able to press a button, um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump ahead. That's why I think the idea of Steven's minigames for crafting and stuff like that is a really good idea. Obviously, that doesn't work for harvesting because we've already seen, like, the way that harvesting works. Um, but maybe some way of like them interacting with you. I don't know. I don't know how you would do that. Um, other than them, one having a two, two, two factor authentication. Uh, we talked about that before. I know some people said there's ways to get around it. Cause you can spoof phone numbers or whatever. And like, this is extra work for people to need to do, to do that. Um, but when it actually comes down to combating, gathering bots, like it, it, it's, it would be really hard of like, unless there's some type of decree that we've talked about that the, the mayor can say, you know, if you harvest these things in here and you're not a citizen, that you're openly declaring war. I don't really feel like there is much that you're going to be able to do to stop yourself from going corrupt when you're seeing something gather that is quite obviously a bot. Other than, other than going to war with them and, and gathering everything before they can. <laughs> uh, I think um, I like what Ninja Worm said. They said, if you can confirm it's a bot, you might be able to get your mayor to label them an enemy of the state. Oh, see, so that would be cool. So, yeah, that would be kind of neat if you could single out. 
individual people. <laughs> I am kind of curious how that that system could become extremely abusive. Where it definitely it's like could. I could. The totally mayor, see it. mayor decides. I don't like that this guy keeps saying that I'm a bad mayor. Everyone's allowed to freely kill them now. <laughs> definitely an abuse of power right there. Um, that's in a whole nother section too of like what the what what the mayor is actually going to have the ability to do. Um, so overthrow is saying there's a lot of anti-bot measures in Ash's uh, design that aren't present in other games. You can't stop the autom automation, but you can raise the difficulty level of programming it. And that thing, that too, that they're not going to have the API and they're not going to have the ability, like, because that's one of the things is that if you can make an add-on for a game, you have a lot of options to understand how that game works. And, and, and there will eventually people do figure out ways around things. Um, but the more, the more difficult you make it, the less likely more people will do it. So it will limit the amount of bots. I kind of feel like bots in games or, or hackers, like people cheating is always going to kind of be in yeah, games in general. Unfortunately, never something that's going to go away, but they can make it more tricky for, for people to do that. So you don't have as many. And it, it it's, it's unfortunate because it, it's just, it's, I feel like it's just part of human nature of like, just because you can doesn't mean you should. And for some people, like they're, they, they're going to want to see if they can do it. They're, they're going to view that that's their game of like, it's like the challenge. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the challenge that the challenge that's involved in doing that. Um, and then obviously then it becomes of like, you know, you have these bots that this, and then, you know, we got to worry about gold selling and, and all that. And I know that a lot of those different systems and the abuse of that Steven is taking very seriously because I, I, it's been talked about a lot is that Steven was originally a whale. Like he, he knows how, and, and, and he's, he's a known gold buyer. Like he's talked about these things. And because of that, he knows how that could hurt the game to be able to allow. So a lot of those things they're taking wholeheartedly into consideration because they don't want that to diminish other people's gameplay. They don't want you to just be able to buy your way through things. They don't want you to just be able to circumvent the difficulties and that normally like a lot of people think like, you know, you know, I mean, it'd be good if I could, you know, go and do that. And the problem is when you remove that difficulty, you now, this, it's kind of a theory that's been, that's talked about in psychology was that the more, uh, the more something sucks and, and, and it's a scale, the more something sucks, the more pleasure you get out of like the success of doing that thing. So that's one of the things of like, you know, say a rep grind that takes weeks and, and time to, to get through. The reason it feels so fucking awesome to accomplish that is because the majority of that time fucking sucked. It took so long to get there that that, that payoff, that, that, that pleasure response is, is massive. Well, if you cut that out and you can just buy that with gold, like you're not going to stick around and play the game. So making sure that you're even safeguarding those people that have those impulsive decisions to like, oh, I should buy gold. Like to make it like, no, nah, motherfucker. Like if you get caught buying gold, your account's gone. And any account that you plan to make in the future is gone. I know that's something that they're taking very seriously. So I would assume that they are also taking bots and botting extremely seriously in, in trying to minimize how that will affect the game. <laughs> I think um, Mio brought up a good point. They say monster parade the bots, which you might have, you might be thinking something different. But what that makes me think is you pulling mobs and then pulling them on top of the bot if they have like an AOE or something and then you speaking the, the, the monster to um, kill the bot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could definitely do that. Um, that's actually, so you, you saying that that's what people were doing, um, in the, in the, uh, war mode 
uh, in, in WoW was that we would, you know, our group would pull some mobs to go and kill down and they knew they couldn't kill us. So they would bring even more mobs over on top of us. And that was almost a way to like, they need, they need like a, um, a misdirect ability, like the hunter at World of Warcraft had where you can redirect the threat to a different <laughs> member of the a member anywhere. I feel like that's an auto flag for PVP if you start misdirecting people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But but funny. that could be a see. I think an ability like that could flag your character for PVP. But if they die to the PVE, it doesn't give you corruption. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I could so see that, that being a thing of like monster parading bots. You could do. It would take some skill, but yeah, you could probably definitely use monsters in the world to try and kill some bots. <laughs> and then. um and then they had said that there will be an option within the settings uh, for AOEs to decide if those are going to target as PvP or not. Um, hopefully the bot has that setting on. So when it's auto script tells it to hit an AOE and now hits you, you're both flagged for PvP, you kill the bot. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I think probably that is just monster parading. I, I think that is our... Uh -huh. our, our so there, there is now going to probably be a guild in ashes called monster parade and the whole thing they do is to bring monsters over to bots they, they yeah track down bots <laughs> um let's see you can post like bot bounties <laughs> uh over saying like you can design a bot to chop wood in the riverlands but the software will be uh less useful on any other server any servers where the nearby economic node isn't developed um and then uh, over was saying that oh yeah for sure um, maybe they have to design a bot so it can defend itself because uh, this is a response to the monster parade. Um, so I was thinking it was follow up there. Oh, that's okay. Um, maybe they have a design. Uh, maybe they have to design the bot so it can defend itself because the mob spawns are dynamic. So there's no safe route. Uh, then you train an overwhelming number of mobs <laughs> onto the bot. So at the first time it AOEs, then it takes all that aggro. So yeah, yep. I, I uh -huh. definitely. And then the thing is, if they have the AOE set to P for PvP, now you get to join in the fun too. <laughs> there you go. I don't know. Even even the idea of that, like open world PvP and stuff, like it just makes the game so much more fun. Like I, I, the more that I've been in games that have it and the more I've played PvP games, because like I said, Annie and I have been PvEers uh, since we started playing MMOs. Um, well, I don't know if you, because you, you said you played a bit of Ultimate. I believe that was open world also. That was, I mean, I'm sure I got killed by players, but keep in mind, I was like eight years old when I played Ultima online, so I don't have much recollection, and all I wanted to do in that game was just run around and tame animals, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did play RuneScape a little bit, and there was like um, areas where it was open PvP. Yeah, then what, their wilderness or something like that would be. Yeah, in the wilderness, and I kind of like avoided that area because I wasn't one of the the players who paid for the game so i always got my butt kicked because it was like all the pay to win people who hung out there or like the subscription people they got like better access to things um but i i did go in, in there a few times and like you could get better like items and stuff but a lot of the time when i came across another player and mind you this was when i was like 15 so <laughs> still still younger and inexperienced with it but i usually got killed if another player came after me. <laughs> I always kind of bank on the fact that the person that enabled PvP doesn't actually want PvP. So, because I, I know that gives you better rewards. So there's like a 10% increase of experience and then stuff like that. So normally when I'm running around the world and I notice someone else has it, I'm like, yeah, you didn't want this to happen, did you? But you flagged, <laughs> so let's go. Um, which I, I like the idea that everyone is going to be able to be a target because then 
when I see someone who's red in ashes, I know it's someone who fucked up and I'm going to enjoy taking them down. Um, <laughs> I think, I think I probably will focus quite a bit on bounty hunting. Um, I wasn't sure about it before. I know like there, there's a lot of stuff that's in ashes where I'm just, I'm just happy for the game to be developed. And I don't think I've actually taken the time to think about the things I'm actually excited to excited for what I'm going to do in the game. I know that you really want to focus on animal husbandry. Um, and for me, it's really come down to, I just want to hit things. Like I just want to play in the world. <laughs> um, I, there's a, I'm excited for all the systems. Like all the systems are very exciting. I like the idea that I'm going to be able to have a ship and I'm going to have all these different things. But when it comes down to what I actually want to do in ashes, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Are we going to be like the Bonnie and Clyde bounty hunting? Yeah. Oh, dude. Like uh -huh. I'm, I'm kind of like, well, cause someone asked us too, like what, what the guild's going to be focused on in originally it's kind of like everything. Like we're going to be a PVX guild. We're going to be, have our hands and everything. Um, in the, the more that I've thought about it, like, what would be kind of cool to be focused on, like, you know, naval warfare or also maybe just being pirates on the fucking ocean. Like, I think I want to open a tavern. I've been thinking about it and depending how it is, like, I think I want to do that. That'd be very fun. You know, hang out in Annie's tavern. I'm going to get real drunk. Yeah. Um, off, uh, we'll have some, we'll have some good game in, in game, <laughs> uh, and just talk very loudly in your tavern. Hopefully they have the, uh, the proximity chat so people can just hear me yelling in your tavern while I tell loud stories. I think that will be a ton <laughs> of fun. Um, Nuclear saying that he's excited for the exploration and PVP. And that's kind of where yeah. I'm leading. I'm very, very, very excited for exploring. Um, I like the idea that they won't have add-ons because I've already ruined a lot of stuff from WoW for Dragonflight for myself by putting add-ons on because I'm that type of player. Because if it's available, I'm going to do it. Um, but I like the idea that they're not going to have the availability to have those add-ons for exploration um, and that you're actually going to have to take the time and learn things. I, I like the idea that they're, they're designing the game in a way to slow down certain things to make you enjoy the game. And I think that's really important because Elder Scrolls has their tons of experience boosts and, and all these different things that make you, allow you to bypass a lot of the game. And it kind of drives me nuts because like I'm that player where like, if I see an advantage, I'm going to take the advantage. It's, it's just in my nature of being competitive. Like I see it, I'm going to do it. So the fact that I can't, it is, is a breath of fresh air for me. If like, it's just not in the game. You can't do it. Great. Thank you. Right. Thank you for saving me from myself. <laughs> Thank you for saving me from myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. So Overthrow said, Ashes definitely sounds like a game that will reward you for having goals because there is so much to do you could probably wander around for years otherwise i kind of feel like that's i full-heartedly agree with that yeah <laughs> um I, I definitely feel like that's true and it's something where i've kind of started to think of like oh fuck what do i want to do um <laughs> exactly me was saying um, that they want to make people armor and i have been really enjoying the way that dragonflight has changed the crafting and wow it's the oh, first yeah, I time to i've touched on that it's been it's been a, a good change for world of warcraft absolutely i am actually really close to making some fucking like high level shoulders and i don't do crafting in games like it kind of drives me nuts like a lot of crafting i don't like and wow dragonflight's been a very good um very good expansion so far it feels like they're going back to their roots and i feel like it may be a little a little too late <laughs> maybe not for a lot of people but it, it's just tying me over until assets comes out because i think steven heard the cry of mmo players that are of this niche right of of us that grew up in the golden age of mmos and really miss how things used to be but want 
but I think that the caveat is, but we want the facelift. We want it to look fucking pretty. All right. We don't want Pantheon. We don't want Embers Adrift. We want the game to look good. We just want it to have an older feel. And we want some of the niche things that the current MMOs don't have. But I will say Dragon... Feel older and not look older. <laughs> right. And, but Dragonflight did a really great job on, on crafting. And I think that's something that Ashes can expound upon is how do you make crafting feel fun and interesting? And well, it's... Then, oh, go ahead. No, and, and it's like, you know, removing some of the RNG, RNG factors of being able to see myself progress in that. I like the idea that they're going to have mini games. Um, someone asked me before why I thought Elder Scrolls um, crafting was boring and like because I just pressed one button and then I'd get the thing or then I'd have like the option of test like kind of having some RNG of like oh I might get the upgrade or I might not if I don't have all the material like it just wasn't that exciting to me um, if you guys haven't seen I'll let you explain Dragonflight um, uh, crafting if that's what you're I know you want to touch on oh it. no I was going to add um, Ashes asked a few weeks ago i can't remember exactly um and i can't remember how it was worded either but they oh, asked the materials people, yeah, i have i people... have the exact question um okay perfect and this is actually a really good tie into it of um let's see would you like to see a wide variety of materials that can be used for specific things or fewer materials that can be used for a wide variety of things? um yes yeah, so i realized um through playing dragonflight and exploring their new crafting system um that I really like the way that they used less um, actual materials, so there's not as much stuff, but that they made it feel like there's more because they added like quality ratings to it. So you have like bronze, silver, and gold ratings for each material. Um, so that way, like if you obviously use the gold, you know the superior quality stuff, the, the yield you get from that is like a better quality item. Um, and I realized that that kind of like solves that issue of like when some games don't really have a lot of variety for like what reagents you can can uh, collect, but it makes it feel like there's more when there's different qualities of the same item. Yeah, so I, I really like the way that they did that too. And uh, uh, Mio said, why not both? And I, I think we both kind of fall in that camp of I want to have I want to have a Maybe when it comes to gathering, I don't want to have like 50 different types of wood to gather, but maybe having right. different qualities of wood of as I'm getting better as a crafter or gatherer that I'm able to get better cuts or whatever, you know, skinning, I'm able to get better pelt. Um, and then when it comes to what I'm able to make, I want a shit ton of different options. I want so many options and maybe having different um, finishing materials. So that way I get different qualities, different stats, those different types of things. So, and when it comes to gems, I would like to see with like mining that there's going to be a lot of different gems you can get. Um, yes. <laughs> I know. Wow. Well, I you think the quality the too for like different, different cuts of gems and stuff like would be quality. Right. So it is really cool. I like a blended approach to that. Um, I would like wood to be wood, um, but maybe different qualities <laughs> of the wood. But then again, I know in real life, like you do have, you know, you have your, your oak, you have your pine, like there's, there's qualities of different woods. Um, so I think having like three to five different types of like wood or, ore or something like that would be enough. And then having like the, um, quality to kind of like make it feel like there's more, you know? Yeah, I, I agree because, because that's currently what they did with, um, and, and wow, you have those four, I think there's three different ores that you can get and then each one can have a different quality. And I think that's a really good way to set up that system. Right, that, and that's like before, like in World of Warcraft, I always got like so overwhelmed by 
how how many different reagents they had because especially like with the herbalism and stuff i was like oh my god there's so much what do all these even do for and then like you don't want to get rid of them because you know that they're either useful to you at some point or useful to somebody else but you don't want to sell them yet so then they end up just sitting in your bank and taking up a bunch of space so (laughs) like i just i think less is more in that aspect but i still do want variety because this whole game is about variety so (laughs) yeah i I, I'm, i'm of that same mind of when it comes to like the gatherables excuse me with gatherables when it comes to at least when it comes with like ore and wood um i don't think world of warcraft has you gather wood i don't think that's used for anything no i don't think you get one um but you do have herbalism just like plants and ore and skins yeah in herbalism i like the idea of there being a lot of different herbs and and things like that because to me that seems like that makes sense or i I don't know or, or at least there being like regional things of like um for you know maybe there's a i'm just pulling this out of my ass of like the cross bloom or something something that you know only blooms during the winter i think they showed that right there was they showed right yeah i don't really think that there was only i don't really have a problem with there being like tons of like uh like arthur said a lot of um like things for cooking recipes so like having like egg mushrooms apples like all that stuff i'm fine with that like if you see a mushroom like you know what it's going to be for it's going to be for cooking you know like but um, I think I think it can get a little overwhelming. Like I can, I guess if we use like wood as an example, if there's like ten different types of wood, like it can get a little confusing. Like you're like, well, what am I going to use this wood for? What does what recipes is this type of wood for? Like I think consolidating those ones because it kind of all has the same purpose. Um, like the wood is all going to make something like with wood, like arrows or you know whatever, like a staff. Um, but I do like a little bit of variety, so I think they should have. Like I would say again, like between three and five different actual types of each right. resource like that, you know, like as far as like pelts go or like, um, yeah, like pelts, wood, I guess, or um, I'd like to see a lot more gems though, though than that. Well, and like where we have come from with like survival games, you do get a lot of like you have stone, you've got your, your ore or whatever, and then you can craft that into making, you know, <clears throat> sorry, you can make that your, your iron and steel and, and things like that through different other reagents i'm thinking like in in conan you can skin stuff and it's a pretty good example it's like you get like uh feline pelts you get hyena pelts you get wolf pelts you get um gosh like alligator hide like all sorts of stuff but then you break it down and it all still just turns into leather or or heavy leather like so it's kind of like it's just adding more bag space for something that's going to be the same item that's true. It does end <laughs> so, up breaking down into like the same thing. So it would which, be. I mean, granted, there are some armors and stuff that like would use like alligator hide or like a feline pelt. So like it does kind of have a little bit of utility, but in general, like it's just something you end up breaking down to either leather or heavy leather. So. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's true. Um, so when it comes to other things such as getting uh, w- when you have things like doing potions or doing i'll say that i I know mio's got to add right now so i'll hold off because i know they brought that up but when it comes (laughs) to doing other things where herbalism is important um um let's see arthas brought up uh however i think we should have a lot when looting monsters like looting dragon fangs claws or horns or scales see that's something i agree with because that's like an accessory in my opinion that's like an accessory for like the thing that i like crafting so like the base like base reagents like wood and ore 
or like iron or you know that sort of stuff i think it should have like less variety like i don't want no variety that's not what i'm saying but i don't think you need like 20 different types of wood <laughs> and then right. that way like it takes forever to actually find what you're looking for especially with like the environment in this game where like people can like steal your caravan or or steal from your caravan or like murder you and steal your stuff like it just can get very frustrating when you're trying to get specific things but i do think that they should have like i know they've mentioned many times where there's going to be certain reagents that are like only in a certain area so i imagine that like a type certain type of wood would fall into that too so i think like generically they should only have a few different kinds but then like rare materials like they can have have more of those yeah that kind of adds that that extra element to your your item that you're creating and i I think that's where we where we go from like that blended approach where like when you're trying to make a very specific item um like obviously every item's gonna be kind of specific but when you're trying to make like a certain type of armor or like you know these pauldrons like yeah we want them to have that you you need this rare piece right and that's the whole thing of like when you when you're doing the raiding or whatever like when you're going to kill a mob you're trying to get that rare drop before a specific type of gear but when it comes down to the metal that the gear is using maybe it doesn't need to be super specific or like the leather straps on it or, or whatever like or can be or leather can be leather um but when it comes to have a good night daryl um have a good night but when it comes to things of uh how mio had said earlier of like potions and stuff like that you do want a wide swath of of different um <laughs> God damn it, I why you you would want a wide swath of, of different reagents to use for making potions probably because there's so many going to be so many different potions what are you dropping uh-oh before i go probably gonna be like no cursing <laughs> I, I know i'm waiting for it i don't know if it's gonna be or if you just wanted to drop all those before we left um <laughs> but yeah so having having that mixed um that mixed approach of certain certain gather certain certain crafts seem like they they feel better with having a wire wider variety of reagents so that's like potions um cooking uh things that in general <laughs> that's what i figured um <laughs> things that in general lend themselves to wanting to have more variety in those recipes whereas things of like where you're you're making things with wood or you're making things with ore like you kind of that's just a general thing that you kind of just don't need a ton of different varieties from um that being said where different environments are going to have different things like maybe you do want like those redwoods maybe those do give a different um give different stats or something but i feel like then you're getting way too granular where it's no longer that enjoyable where i'm like oh shit i need this it, it all depends because that to me feels very very cumbersome right i think um gosh i just had a thought and i lost it uh what was i gonna say oh goodness talk a little more i'm trying talk to talk a little more my oh thought. my god no i was hoping you'd say me um <laughs> oh goodness i had it right in my brain and then i was trying to fit it wait for you to finish talking but yeah tilly was saying that they agree with me so that's good i'm glad i have <laughs> someone on my side for this um i, I think overall because I, I think i had done that poll um on, on twitter myself was was i was asking um you know do people like to have more oh, options sorry. less or <laughs> overthrow agrees with tilly see look at that and by proxy agrees with me uh-huh. all right you say your roommate your thought yeah okay so i was gonna say as far as like the variety of different like how many 
different types of um, crafting reagents you have. I think it also, at least for me, heavily depends on what your bag space looks like. Um, yes. Because if you don't have a lot of bag space, like I would prefer less. Um, whereas like I'm thinking of Elder Scrolls, if you don't have their their pass i forget what it's called um where like you get your crafting bag if you buy into the pass and if you don't have that crafting get bag like your gameplay experience freaking sucks like it's fucking terrible it is so bad it literally i I really don't like when which obviously ashes isn't gonna have this because there's no pay to win but i don't like games that like kind of make you feel forced into buying into them just so you can have bag space like i don't like it at all that is (laughs) that is like almost criminal i think that's one of the worst aspects of elder scrolls is like hey if you don't get our vip subscription um you're gonna have to go to the bank every time you run a dungeon every fucking right it's and just, then you're not gonna have a lot of bag space in it your just bank feels like either. it, it like, feels <laughs> like it just holds you hostage um it does and of course like the crafting in it and stuff like you don't want to not have the crafting stuff because you want to craft so it just it it doesn't feel good. I don't think it's a good gameplay loop. Um, so if Ashes is going to be similar where it's really limited bag space that you have, I don't want to see a million different reagents that you don't have room in your bags for. Um, and like, depending how the bank situation is as well. Like, I, <laughs> so am- I guess that's that's my feedback on that is it really I think it it depends on bag space and how much there is and how much space it's going to take up. Yeah, I don't know. Like, because bag management has never been a fun aspect of mmos for me i also didn't really find encumbrance and stuff to be super fun in survival games um i've gotten much better as i've gotten older of like making sure my bags aren't full of shit uh by wow <laughs> like when we've been playing wow well, lately funny, my bags are almost empty all the time now but i used to just fucking cram shit in there and just like <laughs> like can, ignore you can it spot the adhd your, oh so your bad bag was your doom, it was doom so space. bad or Doombox. <laughs> I just end up throwing everything away once the new expansion comes out. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I guess that's that's my feelings on it, is if they can find a way to have more variety, because I like variety, but not have like limited bag space, so you can actually fit everything comfortably without always feeling like every time you loot something, you need to throw something away, then <laughs> that would well, be good. I am curious, because we're going to have our mules in our caravans of how much uh, I feel like a player is going to be fairly limited of how much they themselves can carry, at least when it comes to which like, I think is fine. But as long as you have somewhere else to put it, so like the mule, you know, right? Would, Your mule like, now becomes an extension of the backpack. Yeah, exactly. Which like that's also something like in Conan that is helpful. Is I usually always have like my horse following me and then a follower. So then you have like those extra what is it like 10, 10 spaces in each to put stuff. <laughs> yeah. So Lord was saying the mule has ten times of the player cap and the caravan has ten times of the mule. Um so oh, I there you go. Right. So I'm curious if if that means we aren't gonna be able to increase our player um bag space. I'm I'm assuming that they're gonna go with uh and I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure if they're gonna do it this way, but from what I've seen so far from the just from playing the alpha and also like them still showing off things when steven does open his bag on stream uh it looks like it's almost like a a fixed amount and i know arcage had the same thing it seems like it's actually very similar to arcage even your mounts were in your bag like you didn't have a journal that those things that they were held in you would actually go and put your mount in your bag and you would carry it that way so even your mount your horse pocket yeah in your (laughs) horse pocket um so in the way that arcage handles that is that you can 
you can pay gold to increase the amount of bag space that you have. But I believe there is a certain amount where that caps out. So you can right, get actually, a larger like bag. Where you can get bag wow, expansions. I almost said extensions. Yeah. Um, yeah. With, with gold, not real life money, which I, I know that Ashes isn't planning on doing that. But just for me, that's my personal preference. Um, so from, and that's the thing, and, and from seeing that, and it does seem like it's a very similar design to Arcage's bag space. Um, I'm also in the camp, uh, Arthas, that I don't want my mount in my bag, but yes, there's probably, <laughs> there's probably a chance that it's going to be in your bag. Um, and that it's going to take up space in your inventory, uh, which comes <laughs> down to inventory management and you probably, you know, it's storing the, the thing is too, is like, so in world of Warcraft. In, in other MMOs, like your, your mount is kind of like a glamour thing. Like you're kind of showing off certain things and in ashes, that's going to kind of still be the case a little bit with how many different mounts and everything they're going to have, but also your mounts are going to have utility. So you're probably going to have like some of your favorite mounts. And one of the things that's different with ashes is that your mount is going to follow behind you. So I feel like there's going to be a more, more of a player connection between your mount. Like right now with Dragonflight too, like the fact that you can you can get skills and abilities and lock things for your mount and it's customizable. It already feels better than any other mount you have. And the reason for that is it, it, you now have a personalization with this mount. Like it's right, customized exactly. how you want it. Like I have a favorite mount and it has nothing to do with any of the ones I spent hours trying to collect. It, it's <laughs> my favorite mount now in World of Warcraft is the one that I have all the customization options. And right now I'm trying to grind out rep to be able to customize it even more. So I think that we probably won't have that same thing of where you have a million different mounts and you just have a, you have a favorite cycle that you use. Like you'll probably have a mount that you actually want to take out because it's your favorite mount because it, you know, it has this customization on it or it has this skill, it has this ability. So, excuse me. So like a mount journal doesn't make sense or, or collection journal doesn't make sense for ashes of creation. I, I still don't like the idea of them being in your bag, but I'm, I'm going to, assume based off of the <laughs> what i've like, seen that it probably will end up going to what you were saying with like um how in dragonflight like you have a favorite mount now because you've put some customization into it and kind of made it you know more personal to you and i was just thinking about the animal husbandry and like how that same kind of scenario is going to affect that because like a lot of it is going to be a bit rng but like you're pretty much breeding your mount to look the way you want it to look so like it's exactly much that like element having your steroids. own signature like, i'm so right. excited about that yeah <laughs> and, and it's so funny because like i now there's certain elements like you you get certain dungeons and a lot of the dungeons now wow you can actually like mount up and, and move around um but like there's times where it, it's locked out my my uh my actual um dragon flight mount and i'm like this sucks that's the one i want to ride <laughs> so I, I think that is cool of like you know just adding some type of personalization to certain things it really does make you connect to it a lot more. And I, th I think you'll see that a lot more too with your mounts in, in ashes of, you know, you'll, you'll just see, you know, your, your kind of your favorite mount tagging behind you or you, you know, getting up on it whenever, but it's going to be more impactful, I think, rather than having, which I think wow does mounts great. Like they have so many different ones you can collect. Um, but, but they, yeah, I agree. it always ends up being another number, I think, rather than like, it's, it's the flavor of like that, that week that you got it. And then after <laughs> that, you don't really care. It's just, it's another collection where I feel like now. No, no, I still like my go-to. Um, I know it's in now is um, Galacrass. Oh, Galacrass. No, Galacrass is sick. <laughs> on, on World of Warcraft. That was the um, glory of the Orgrimmar. Raider yeah, glory of the Orgrimmar. Raider. Achievement mount. 
It's my favorite one. <laughs> I love it. Galacrass looks. I always love the proto drakes. Um. Oh. So I guess um that's something to kind of talk about. I still haven't made the fucking video. Um. I am planning on making a YouTube video going over why I think people are going to enjoy gliding and ashes of creation more than they think they will because of the ability to not have flying. But I think that Dragonflight has kind of shown something. Everyone loves the new flying system. They think like I, and me personally too is and the thing is it's interactive. It it's dynamic. It makes you have to pay attention to things like your stamina and all, and all these different things with your, with your dragon. Right. It feels good. Like where there's times where you're grounded because you don't have enough vigor to get off the ground and it makes it more fun. Flying definitely hurts MMOs. Like when you can just mount up and fly wherever you want, but having some type of gliding and some type of active, like where you actively have to do something with the mount to get it to stay in the air is a very, very fun gameplay. And I think when it comes to flying mounts and not having them in ashes, because they're going to be reserved for like 10 people on the server or, you know, for mares and, and whatever, I don't think people are going to miss them as much as they think they're going to. Right. Well, that's the thing too, is like, which granted the um, Dragonflight mounts, I think, stay in the air a lot longer than oh, much 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 longer than how it will be yeah what i anticipate the um ashes of creation mount staying in the air but like other than just look wise like i haven't really been missing like my other flying mounts i actually prefer the dragon riding a lot <laughs> more than um just the generic flying right and, and that's because ju just being able to fly negates so many different things i, I think it's boring like you literally just hit the auto run button face the direction that you want to fly and you just make wait five minutes lunch, right? come back and then you're you're there you're like <laughs> so you're over the water fatigued and die by now yeah <laughs> but yeah so in um, in uh i think because uh arcade was the only game that i played where you could glide and, and do things like that and it definitely it gave me a perspective of what ashes is probably going to be going for when it comes to mounts and gliding mounts because we we are going to still have mounts that glide and those can be extremely effective especially like from trying you know the, the only difference is you have to find a high peak to jump off of and glide down but you know depending on how they do it and they did show it a little bit they shot like showed like a tier one glider uh forever ago um it was still showing in the like alpha one bio or alpha one um setup but he, he didn't fly for very long and i am curious of how long the intent gliders to, to fly for and and stuff, stuff like that that's that's actually one of the areas i'm interested in is how is what gliding it's going to look like we haven't had a mount showcase in forever i know i know everyone was tired of them but i still like them everyone was complaining about it and i was like no it's great keep going <laughs> um i wanted to touch back on what um mio said they asked way back um will you also eat the bottle to your health potions and it's funny <laughs> yes. because we were just talking about that not not quite that but we were talking about that yesterday we were playing Conan, where um it's a survival game and my character chugged a potion and then smashes the glass yeah, on the ground. And he's like, you think a time that to craft the glass. <laughs> yeah, like it just smashes, smashes it on, on the, the ground. ground. Like it's, it ain't no thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Have a good night, Mio. I think we're getting pretty close to the end of the stream. Also, we typically go for about three hours and we are close to that point. We're 14 minutes from our mark. <laughs> if you guys haven't, make sure that you give a follow so you guys can know when we're going to be going live. We do stream most days uh, at 8 30 p.m eastern uh playing some other games uh so if you want to keep i know it's the... been our schedule has been a little all over the place with sickness <laughs> affecting also us, but also i know that some of you do get ads if you aren't subscribed this will be up on youtube later um as well as up on all the different places where you can get listen to podcasts 
So if you did miss things, you will be able to catch up. Um, so I, for, for when it comes to the live stream show, like I do want it for subscribers to get that perk of you get to have an uninterrupted experience. But if you want to, um, if you want to see anything else, uh, you, you can, or rather, what was I going to say? If you want to have an uninterrupted experience, you can listen to it later on, on YouTube and all those other spots. You just won't be there for that live. <laughs> oh, awesome. Thank you for the follow. Lefty Carrots. Mm -hmm. Huh? I don't know how many how many lurkers do we have right now? How many of you guys are keeping silent? Say hi. You, some, <laughs> you don't have to say hi. I just want to give love to the lurkers. Uh, you I'll guys are awesome. <laughs> Lord's lurking. Uh, go ahead just and drop a lurk emoji. News. Yeah, <laughs> lurking. <laughs> I know you guys have been chilling. <laughs> Valheim, too good. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I know we we love our lurkers. Anyone that comes and hangs out and, and listens, um, because I know, I know. I mean, it is a podcast, so you guys don't have to actively be involved but we also uh -huh. do love when everyone everyone we also do love when everyone uh, contributes to the conversation discussion so don't be afraid uh to have your opinion out there uh, i know i've had my head ripped off by people before for just throwing an opinion out there and we're definitely not that type of show which okay yeah. that's gonna that's bringing me back to something else not only did i get jumped on for my wine to have the um option of half races narc just released a video talking about um how for melee combat, it feels a little odd to have a oh yeah I was gonna bring this up for having oh yeah I guess we can dive into this 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 episode might go a bit longer um about having melee classes using mana as a as a stat since they had talked about potentially using stamina so forever ago I believe it's 2001 of September I wrote in the forums that I would like to have a build and spend mechanic for melee I I'm basically having the rage mechanic that you would have from uh, what was it um, from like World of Warcraft? The, the the warrior builds up their ability and then gets to spend those because it, it felt kind of bad in the Alpha One to be a tank and running out of mana. Like I would have, to, I couldn't use my abilities because typically when you're a tank, my experience with being a tank is I hit things, I build up that ability, and then I spend that those points on my mitigations or all these different different things um so I, I had said it would be really cool to have that i got jumped on quite a bit uh no one really liked that idea and i like that it's circling back and people are kind of open to that idea now because i for one don't like the idea of uh melee characters being bound to mana i would like to see a different different stat um used with that or rather a different uh resource used with that so i feel like even if they called it something different i think it's just like widely known that mana is for magic casters exactly and like, like if that's I'm, just how it feels so it makes it feel like your your fighter is now a magic class which i'm fine with just calling it stamina i i'm not opposed to the way that elder scrolls did it where you have three different types of you know you, you have your magica you have your health then you have stamina and I'm not opposed to having it. Isn't that also New portal. World too, right? They yeah, have, New World also has stamina. Yeah, they yeah. got three. Yeah, because I don't use my mana at all because you don't use it unless you use a focus weapon. So I'm, I think I'm, I think the gold standard has pretty much been, although Archage uses uh, mana, um, and there's been a few times where my tank has run out of mana, which felt kind of bad because I couldn't use it on my build. <laughs> um, but anyway, the reason that I'm throwing that out there too is that don't be afraid to put your ideas out there of, of things you like and and get those voiced and heard because someone might not like the idea when you first bring it up but you wait fucking year and a half and someone else is there someone else has decided you know what that is a good idea um <laughs> but there's been a few times where i brought things up and people just jumped on me and thought it was it was dumb so 
I just kind of want to give that out there for anyone who's listening that the, the discussions that we're, that we're having here, um, we want to hear what you guys think and definitely want those opinions and for us to expound upon them, even if it's something that we think isn't like, maybe it's something we didn't think about or having that different viewpoint. I think it's always really nice. Honestly. Yeah. I like when somebody brings up something that can challenge my own opinion. Like I don't like feeling set in my ways. Like, and that's how it, that's what it turns into is you get set in your ways when nobody challenges your opinion. So. Hey, overthrow. I have been playing WoW and it feels very nice <laughs> to jump back into my warrior and expansion that doesn't completely suck. I'm sure it will suck in like three months, but right now it's okay. <laughs> um, but no, I love, honestly, it comes down to, um, cause I think in that same post I had, I had written like <laughs> whispers. I know, I know. <laughs> Um, I, I, I had said in the same post though, because I play typically in like Dungeons and Dragons or whatever, I play a barbarian and I was saying, it'd be kind of cool to have like a rage mechanic where maybe I can pop that ability and I've gotten a certain amount of resource I can use. And after that resource is drained, um, let's see, maybe after that resource is drained, now I get a fatigue state where now I have a condition that is involved in that. And I, I just thought it'd be cool. Honestly, it was just me trying to get a barbarian class in in ashes because i don't <laughs> see where barbarian fits um and i just really like playing very aggressive very barbaric i definitely characters. like looking looking at their classes like there's a lot of them but i don't really see any that are like primal right it's it seems like, like they're is, very which is refined. a bit of a bummer but i could be wrong it could just maybe be a name throwing me off it, it, it is a name like be a bit more that way because i've seen some of the armors and they definitely like some of the this um i just i'm going to call them the the swamp rank guy um, they have like, they have some pretty tribal looking armors. It's just, I want to know what class it kind of flows with and, and what kind of tank options I have. And for me, like thematics is always a really big thing. Um, I suppose like, I, like I love movies and, and very thematic and cinematic books and, and things like that. So when I think of my character and like I said, any of I are, we always, I always joke about that, about being light RPers is that like, I kind of want my, my class to represent what I'm trying to throw out there as the RPG side of, of my character. So I, I, right now I don't have a lot of classes that I look at the name and I identify with. Um, right. and that's because I'm looking for that savage kind of class, that barbaric class. And if you're going to tell me that my tank's going to use mana. Um, getting even more away from being like, well, what the fuck? Like, I don't want my tank to use mana. <laughs> I don't, and I, I don't know if you guys, if you're a long time listener, you know that I typically don't really care about magic. I have a disdain for magic and I don't really understand why, but I just don't like it. I like very, I like martial classes. I like physical based classes. So I, I definitely want my class to play in that way of like, it, it feels like a very physical based, um, and like stamina is a, is a okay resource for that. Um, what is the, the rogue? In World of Warcraft, they have their own. Hunter did too. It, was it Focus? Focus for the Hunter. Uh, I have no idea what the Rogue is. I played a Rogue for a bit, but I don't remember what the. But yeah, so they have that other resource. Called, but World oh, yeah, of Warcraft anyway. does do a really good job at each class has its like own individual like pool of energy that they yeah. pull out of. Yeah, um, I, I know. Like the Death Knights have like the runes. The uh, Evoker has. Uh, or what they're called those like orb things <laughs> um so i do i do kind of like how it's how it's customized in there where you kind of feel like your class feels set apart from other classes right they do class pretty identity much very, all very still well. the same yeah <laughs> and i think that's where we need to see more of which i do understand why that can't be done or not that it can't be done but that it would be a lot trickier in ashes of creation because you're going to be able to combine 
the classes. So like a ranger and a fighter, like if one say the fighter uses rage and the ranger uses focus, like now what do you have for your energy bar, you know? Right. And that's why I think having like the three pool system of you've got health, mana and energy, stamina, whatever they want to call it, I think would work out. And then that's, I think the challenge that ashes has is I don't know necessarily if they really need to have, um, if they need to have class identity as much as they really need to nail archetype identity, because the way that I'm understanding it is that the augment system is just going to change the way that the skill behaves. It may be kind of like a, so like the idea of the, the, um, fighters charge instead of being a straight charge, maybe it's a blink, maybe it's a, a shadow thing, but it's still a charge at its heart. So it's just right. how that, how that works. So I think they really need to nail down the archetype, um, identity because I, I don't think they can nail a 64 different classes. Maybe they can, but I feel like I, like I, I, Archage has 200 plus classes and they don't nail down class identity, but they do get a feel of each tree and what that does. So I think that Ashes is really going to need to nail their archetype identity and how that's going to play and how that's going to feel. And then obviously that, that augment gets to layer on top of it, which sadly, I feel like that means that you're going to have eight very similar tanks versus eight very unique looking tanks. but that's right. yet to be seen. And that kind of is something I think that's a bummer, uh, um, on my end, because I would like to see each tank be very in-depth and very different in having different play styles but again that's all that's all sight to be seen like we, we got to see how that works because I, th I think i'm kind of just like you know fingers crossed and riding off the fact that they've already pro proved in a lot of different areas that they really like variation so i'm hoping it's the same for variation between like all the tanking classes and you know the dps classes healing classes so that's that's my hope see and we had talked about this before and originally I liked the idea of you would have tank and then you would augment the abilities. But the more that I thought about it, I was like, I kind of like the idea of the main archetype defining whatever, and then the second archetype changing that one into being the tank. So like you would have your ranger tank is now a ranger tank versus a tank ranger. That makes sense. Right. So you would have eight very unique tanks and then the tank having obviously the utility of having eight different other augments that they can use to be that, that pure tank. Um, and that's also because me liking the name dreadnought and I feel like that's the most barbaric one I can find in the, which is the, <laughs> the fighter tank. So I'm hoping that may be viable. That like makes me think of like a death knight. If I'm dreadnought. Being honest. Uh, yeah. dreadnought, a dreadnought is actually like a type of, I believe it's a type of plane. It's like a, a bomber or something like that. I can't remember. Or no, it's a, it's a ship. Hold on. I looked it up before. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a type of ship. Sorry. It's a type of battleship that was introduced in the early 20th century. Yeah. It's, but what was, what was it's the larger and, named it, after? It's larger and faster than its predecessors and equipped entirely with large caliber guns. So I think what that happened? the dreadnought could be a very tanky, fast uh, class to play. I just need to see if it's going to be viable to tank with. <laughs> All right, guys. I think that's I'm probably, getting sleepy. I know. I can tell. Yeah. He's getting tired. Um, it is way past our bedtime, but we, uh, I think we made it to our three hour mark. I don't know why that's just become the standard now of how long the podcast is. Um, so it's what everybody expects for about it is whatever it expects now. Um, but we did, I, I feel like we didn't pad that end time. That was actually something we wanted to talk about. Um, 
Yeah, another good one. Yeah, it definitely was a it was a good one. Uh, lots of stuff to talk about. Um, and I think we're gonna. Um, I think there was another dev discussion. Did we did we cover all the topics? Um, um no. we covered all the topics and more. I think. Um, because we it was like the healing. Oh yeah, yeah. We don't. That's a thing though. We don't really heal. Yeah. Um. So I don't. Well, we know. don't really heal. But I had I had looked on the forum and somebody had listed out what um, they thought were the most fun elements of healing. Ah, uh, sweet. Yeah. And the, uh, so and nuclear was saying that um we've got our cosmetic swap over next week, so we'll be able next to week. dive into that lore, get all the those sweet nuggets of of lore. I'm I'm a giant lore whore. Uh, I love I love just like that's the thing we keep saying we're gonna go back and um. Maybe that's how we could start the podcast, diving into some of the lore. More time in life, yeah. We'll just start a podcast. We'll just go through and just read through. Like, no, no, because we definitely is the the start of the podcast is normally pretty slow. So maybe we could just dive into different um, aspects of lore. Maybe just like go up like every week, do a new cosmetic pack and read (laughs) through this stuff. See, uh, Overthrow was saying that it's wrong, but I look forward to cosmetics almost as much as I do the live streams. I do too, because it's like a little sneak peek of like what's going to be in the game. I I know cosmetics have get a bad rap, but like once you kind of understand that the cosmetics are showing you variants of mobs and things that will be in the world, I view it as in lore. (laughs) I I view it as getting more of insight of Vera and you know, what we're going to get able to look forward to. And it's just another bit of world building that, that we get to see in, in. Um, Speaking of cosmetics and what companies should not do um i don't know if anybody else saw that world of warcraft is going to be doing twitch drops for the swift windsteed or whatever the hell it's called and that was a storm out that i bought so now i'm mad <laughs> because i'm like really granted i bought it like eight years ago but like well, let's be honest meanwhile <laughs> that's, that's that's annoying meanwhile that <laughs> fell drake was like a 3500 dollar Drop. I know, yeah. So I definitely think they're doing a good job of sabotaging some of their players by instead of like it's got to be so simple for them to just like change the colors on it and make it right. a brand new. You could have made the... so then people like me who bought it actually can like benefit from doing the Twitch drop. <laughs> right, they could have made <laughs> the fell feel like you just took my money and then later on gave it away for free. Like <laughs> they could have done the fell Drake as purple instead of the green one. Um. Or said, Thoreau said, I used to boost rare mounts and WoW for gold, and the mount community is very unhappy about the Feldrake giveaway. I yeah, believe not- it 100% because that was, what was it, a trading card mount? And yep. somebody, I'm sure there's plenty of people who probably paid a pretty penny to have that mount. Like, imagine oh, yeah. dropping, what, like 200 to $500? No, a, it was a 35 35- $3,500 is what that card goes oh, for. Oh, even better. So yeah, $3,500 on a mount. And then like the game decides to give it away for to people who just watch a Twitch streamer on mute for like five hours. Dude, that's what I did. <laughs> I mean, that's what that's how I got it. I just had it muted in the background and, and got mine. Um, I remember because that was one of the ones way back when um, I tried getting that card and I could never get it. So I just gave up. But then years later, you see it. Well, yeah, it's like right, Steven's exactly. bear loot box story. Yep, it definitely is not a good a good look. That definitely is something that sabotages your their players. And I'm hoping. Well, actually, it's kind of funny because I was telling Jamie when I saw that. Um, I was like, oh, so they the feedback they got from all the people upset about the Feldrake, who only some of those players probably paid for it. They're like, oh, well, we're gonna bring it up a level and do it with amount that we know you paid for. <laughs> yeah, let's do it again. We're gonna, we're gonna do it again, but harder. Um, I know that's kind of it, it is set. We we've always said that if WoW ever fucked with their mount system, 
like that's when they're going to start lo- like getting losing players and like that because right, they've always like the, i've always given them a lot of credit for how how well they've done with their mounts and everything with like keeping them rare and unique and like if you don't get it like it's over like you didn't get it you know like if it was like a limited edition or something like that but it seems like somebody somewhere in that company has decided that they're going to make some changes to that which is very unfortunate yeah well has so many collectors that's that's a thing too is like that that's one of the things that really um jesus christ where was i going that was like the last standing thing with with wow of like you know you, you can get the same looking basically you get the same armor doing looking for raid right it's just a recolor sometimes the re sometimes i think the looking for raid armor is cooler than the other one because whatever <laughs> the color is cooler just the color yeah it's <laughs> the color that i want so why would i have to but the, the, like that was the last bastion of hope was was that you would ha- you had like fuck yourself you can't just get this mount and now now they're just like you know what let's give people the mount and like it, right. it is Especially, shitty it's pretty yeah, it's pretty it lame is, it is super shitty i don't like it at all like if something it like if something's exclusive, like it should remain exclusive. And I think that's and one it, of the pillars too with Ashes of like, you, you're not getting a fucking trophy just because you played the game. Right. And I guarantee you it costs them practically nothing to reskin it, like just to change the color even just a little bit. So it's just a completely brand new item and give it a different name. Right. Overthrows and they should just pay an artist in, for an afternoon to recolor it. Like it wouldn't cost it's, them the all people that. People are excited because they're like, oh, this is a brand new mount. Like I'm excited for this. But then instead they're getting the reaction of like people like me who are like, I I bought that mount. So like, I don't even like feel like I can participate in this because I'm not even going to get anything, you know? Right, like, just don't reuse content. Like, that's just, I don't know, it's shitty. All right, guys, that is our final note, is if you are an MMO developer or distributor, don't reuse shit. Make something original. And recolor it, yeah. Just recolor it. Um, No, I, I definitely could see how people would be upset with, with that. I know if there was something I was working really hard for, and I got it, and like uh, Overthrow said, it's like Steven's bear loot box story of he finally gets, spends all that money, finally gets the thing. And then next thing you know, it's on the cash shop. Um, right. It doesn't feel good and it sabotages your players. And I'm sure there's quite a few players who, like you said, spent $3,500 for the Feldrake. And even though it was a long time ago, they're probably still playing WoW if they spent that much right. money in it. Oh, awesome. Um, Lord just gifted a sub. Oh, and it went to hey. Annie. <laughs> it went to me. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. It's actually funny because I have you pulled up on my phone watching the stream and I keep seeing whatever the ads pop up. Oh, no shit. Okay. Well, that works <laughs> yeah. out. Um, that's why I've, I'm I, subbed to Annie. So this know. is where my prime sub goes to. I don't know if that was, um, if he intentionally gave it to me or not, but I must be lucky today because I got gifted a sub on the Golden Feathers. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's pretty sick. Twitch stream earlier today, too. Yeah. Somebody gifted me a sub on there, too. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm pretty sure we're getting into our second win, but I feel like we're going to need to sleep because we're going to have three miniature monsters that we're gonna have to deal with later um i know <laughs> she i know she's getting favored by the stream gods i should check my stream to see if i got any new followers <laughs> the subscriptions maybe it's my lucky day <laughs> very good actually i had i had quite a bit of luck um the other day when i was streaming conan i um conan was like all the servers were down so i played on single player and was just messing around on building i ended up getting um like 125 viewers at one point <laughs> yeah it was, was crazy so yeah, that was very cool. Um, and I think um, Conan had 
just released their Twitch drop. So of course everybody like wanted to watch watch us streamers streaming it. And I was one of the only streamers. I know um, there was only so, like six. Yeah, that people was really streaming. cool. <laughs> that was really neat. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming. I definitely I definitely had a ton of anxiety though. I was like, oh my God, there's so many people watching me right now. <laughs> Are you waking up? You want to keep doing this or what are we doing? Uh I don't know. Let's go to bed, I guess. I was gonna say you were zoning out earlier, but well, like you're waking back up. Well launch a poll. Uh, wow, I'm talking because now we're actually talking about like topics that I have things to say about, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, for our sake, I feel like we need to get to bed. Thank you guys for coming and hanging out with us. We will be back next one uh, at some point next Friday. <laughs> but we'll probably be streaming uh, tomorrow's community night. So if your game one's new, um, we play games. Uh, probably need to throw that out there. We we do community games, so if there's games that you guys are interested in playing with us, and I mean all all the games we play are pretty much community games. If one streaming and it's a multiplayer game, you guys are probably more than likely to. Oh, oh awesome! Hey, oh hey, we almost got a hype train, everybody. Almost got a oh. hype train. Holy shit! <laughs> all right, hold on. Now we can't leave. Oh no! Can we get it? quick? Any sub? Get the sub. Oh, quick! Sub. Make it happen. Um. Yeah, so we do community nights, and then we also pretty much any game that we play um, is normally multiplayer, which means you probably jump on Discord and hang out with us while we're streaming and and hang out and do all that cool stuff. Uh, There's also Twitter, follow us there, all those things. (laughs) Yay, we're getting there. I don't know how. Holy shit, awesome. Hey, look at that. Arthur's got a sub. (laughs) Oh, look at that. Nugent's giving out seven seven subs. That's fucking sweet. Thank you so much, Uh-huh. Yeah, we seriously have some of the best fucking fans. It is, where's Skyx? Skyx, oh, Skyx was going to Louisiana. Oh, he's traveling. Yeah. yeah, he's traveling with the baby, so that's something. Oh no, I he was asking too of like what it's like to travel with children. I was like, I have no idea. We don't. Who's gonna Who's gonna pop the choo choo train? I was gonna cheer some bits, but I realized I don't have anything in my wallet. Oh, dude, so I, I spent it all at the Golden Tavern earlier. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, I don't think um can't gift I can't gift to myself. Oh wait. Because I can give out. Hold on, guys. I can. Can I? Let me see. I can gift out something. I think. Damn it. God damn it. Uh-huh. I don't have the right pay method set up. I don't think. Meanwhile, just. You're literally oh, you gonna got, hype your own channel. Whatever. <laughs> so funny. I know there's a few people that were. Let's see. How many? There were some people that were weren't they were getting ads. So I'll help them out. Nope. Okay. Never mind. That didn't work. <laughs> Come on, someone, anyone. Like I'm. Choo choo. <laughs> I'm not gonna pander. Thank you I guys for donating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just waiting to see if it times out so I can go to bed. I know. Three minutes. We'll see. We'll see if we get a hype train. I don't know how much more we need, but it says it's closed. It says cheer your way to the top. Oh god, there's still like another five five minutes. It's getting close. Oh no. Do something cool. Do something cool. Uh what was um <laughs> dance like a Yeah, dance like a loser. <laughs> <laughs> I still I need to make a sub goal too of like what what we um we still need to I know we still need to do dance next revolution. Oh, Aww. awesome. Thank Yay. you. <laughs> oh, you guys did it. We the hype train. There we go. It's been, a, it's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a minute since we've had one. So thank you guys. That's very cool. Thank you. Hell yeah. That was a... Access to exclusive. Oh, man. Where are they? I don't know. Hey, I, I have the golden the golden feathers stuff now. Oh, yeah. You probably have their... Yeah, because you sub. Oh, wait. That's yeah. right. It's, oh, wait. That means you have mine now. I had yours. Uh, well, I had yours from before, too. Ah, okay. Hype nom nom. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> For Narnia. 
<laughs> that's always my favorite thing oh god i can't wait for like more um when we get to jump back into doing uh alphas and stuff like i hope steven gives another like very long speeches <laughs> like rousing of like hell yeah let's go yes so dude i know every time <laughs> i hear it oh man <laughs> that's so funny there was something else i was watching and it, it wasn't it didn't have to do with um it, it didn't have to do with aoc or anything but steven yelling for narnia like popped into my head i was like this would be the perfect moment for this hey yeah when the fuck where did we glasses from what are those um these are when we went to that burlesque show they were giving out rainbow, rainbow oh, glasses and they say they say absolute on the side like absolute vodka. or absolute vodka <laughs> oh god that's something we haven't we haven't had drinks in a while and i could definitely go for something it's been a minute i could use the drink i think we uh, stopped having covid yeah i know i think we had i think there was like one time <laughs> absolute, absolute ashes, ashes. Yeah. that's great <laughs> i think there was one time where like we had i think i had drinks while we were doing the podcast and i realized that was a terrible fucking idea i was i was so just not um i didn't i didn't get tanked or anything but i was so distracted like trying to figure out where i want to go and then um i can't remember i don't think it was that stream i remember there's another time we ever drinks and then uh i think daryl i pointed out he's like are you slurring i was like i'm gonna go now (laughs) you're like all right bye um so what overthrow said they said that's why people are just so full of it when they criticize the stream steven is just dirting out and they would too if they were him we actually jamie and i had that conversation where we're like like uh he had read a comment to me somebody who was like being pretty brutal with like how they're like steven sucks at video games like he should be showcasing them yeah they're being real and we're like yeah we're like this is literally like his baby like he's funding it like this is his dream and like you've got to be like bullshitting yourself if you don't think that he's going to be the one showcasing his baby like <laughs> right are you kidding me like so, if... like good player or not like it's his game and it's his right to play it terribly if that's what he wants right to like do. if if you were funding a fucking mmo and you had the opportunity to like just test it around and do basically make this showcase fuck off and tell me that you're not playing you're not like in the driver's seat this is like well, right, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like a proud parent showing, <laughs> like a proud parent showing off their infant and criticizing them for having baby sounds. Get over yourself. Yeah, yeah exactly. For real. Like, dude, like I couldn't. I don't know. I was like, I don't give a shit. How this was my favorite. I don't understand all the hate from this stream because this was my favorite stream that I've watched. I just had so much fucking fun watching i think honestly i think it's just when people are watching a showcase they're used to it being like completely what's the word i'm looking for um, commercialized and packed commercialized yeah, yeah like it just they put on a face it's like the same thing like when you see like a model in a magazine versus like when you see them in real life you know like <laughs> like photoshopped i guess but, but you could tell that they were having a lot of fun like even the dev that's playing um dread and he's like playing the uh He's playing the fighter and you can tell he's getting sucked into the game because he's like tanking and he's forgetting like, oh, yeah, no, like we did this. And like he's just playing the game like it. it I don't know. There was something to it that I understand of like why maybe it, it, it didn't have that professional polish to it of of like this is the showcase and this is this. But right. like there That's was I think what people expect. So it was a little probably off putting to people when it wasn't what they were expecting. But when I see three nerds playing a game, having a ton of fun, I'm like, dude, this is what I want. Like, this is how I want to play this game. Like, I want to run around with my friends and kill things and, like, get enthralled in the world and forget that I'm supposed to be doing things and get lost. Like, run around in the world 
Oh no, we missed the train. Well, or is or or? Well, no. Okay, uh, we got the first level. One. Okay, yeah, I'm like reading the, the thing and say you missed the train. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Long as we didn't mi- mi- miss the first stop. <laughs> um, I think he could have explained the new changes abilities a bit better overall. I liked where the game is headed. I would have liked to see Claris the cleric slash class combinations and differences, but again, I have no issue with it and love the way the cleric's gameplay is. I think that's right, a thing. I agree too. with that. Yeah, I do. I would like have mm-hmm. to have heard it explained a bit better and a little more showcased but i think also like it was it was very nice seeing the other stuff as well so i think we'll probably eventually oh my god lord i'm like this because <laughs> i'm dying um i think eventually we'll probably get like the same thing that we got before where we had the youtube video where they did show all of the different abilities this is the explanation of that this is this like i think those things will come um but i think like they kind of like one of the things the way I think they like to do too is just to show like this is this is the stuff we're working on. This is what you guys get to look forward to, rather than doing these deep dives into it. Um, but they, I mean, they did. I guess in all fairness, though, too, is that they kind of did that with the ranger. Of they at least went over like these are some of the abilities. These are what they do. Right. Yeah. This is this. This is the way the longbow works. This is the way the shortbow works. But the thing is, and, and people have mentioned too, is that this the stream wasn't even called like the cleric showcase. Like it. it it it's talks about the constellation and other heavenly things i think was night sky so i th- i think i think maybe it was kind of packaged in there but i don't think maybe that was their intent and i talked about this before is that i think the fact that they don't always explain things can kind of hurt them in a way because for people that don't quite follow everything or whatever from from just from the outside looking in that other people maybe aren't aware of like how goofy steven can be or (laughs) like that they're that yeah they're taking this very seriously but at the same time like they're not doing it in a way of like you know a big studio is coming out to be like this is a new class like they're they're like (laughs) hey watch us fuck around for a bit so i i I can't understand where like some people were coming from with that but as as someone who's been following the game since uh two children ago uh (laughs) like there this to me was just it was so fun to watch and I, I, I think I, I try to not have Steven is a boomer gamer, 100%. Yeah. He's, he's not, though. And that's the thing. Like, I'm pretty sure Steven's like around, isn't he in his 30s? Oh, I yeah. I'm pretty I sure he's, he was in he's his not 30s. That no, he's not some high speed Lost Ark player. Back in my day, I mean, Steven's a goddamn clicker for one. Um, yeah, he's like 37. So he's, <laughs> I'm a Gen Xer. I'm older than Steven. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, um, but I think when when I come into seeing a lot of the dev stream stuff, I don't come in with any expectations. Um, so I'm normally pretty like happy. But also, this isn't my class. So like, w- if the tank were to come up, and like I didn't get a full in depth thing, I might kind of understand that too. But then again, like, what if I just really I could have watched them like play. Like I could have just sat here for hours. And I don't really watch streamers. Like I'm. I'm I'm really big on YouTube. So like, I really like to, I like watching YouTube stuff when it comes to live streaming, not as much, but like, man, if Steven were to sit down and just play this game, I'd like listening to them talk and play. I could have done that for hours. Like, I fucking loved listening to them. <laughs> it was, I was getting, I was kind of was like, when it ended, I was like, no, wait, I'm not done. Like, I'm not done watching you guys play. So I, I think it all depends, I guess, on the, like your mindset of how you went into the stream and like what you were hoping to see and expecting. Um, when they start releasing the concise class and feature spot videos, then you know Alpha Two is soon. And I agree. 
I think that's when we'll start seeing a lot more of that. Like, because I feel like that's more promotional material. Like when they're, when they put up on the YouTube, they gave us the, the cleric, um, tank and did the mage get one? The mage got one too. Um, so I think when we got those where they, it was showing like, this is going to be all in one, there was a lot of promotional material. So that's, I think when you're going to see that, but when it comes to like these streams, like it's kind of a showing of like, this is the state of the game. Not so much like this is an overall showcase. At least that's been my, my thoughts about it and my expectations when we see it. All right. You're ready for bed. Yeah. Sorry. That was another. <laughs> All right, guys. We got derailed by the train. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming and watching. Really appreciate it. Again, thank you for giving out the, uh, the subs and the cheers and everything. If you aren't yeah. following us, make sure you follow so you know when we go live again. All those good things. Also, you can check out. Um, I don't know. What did I fucking call it? I don't think it's links. Anyway, there's. God damn it. Hold on. Is it SM? No, damn it. I don't know. I've got links. Check out, check out me too. There's, check out Annie. <laughs> you're not following me. If you're not following Annie, there's Anchor. No, it's not Anchor. Um, God damn it. Is it links? There it is. Hey, if you click uh -huh, that, you links. can see all my links. Uh -huh. You can find the Twitter, the YouTube um, podcast, all that good shit. So if you guys aren't following there, you can do all that stuff. Check us out. Um, if you miss any of this show, it will be up probably by tomorrow. I've been pretty quick with them lately. lately. Um, so <laughs> let's see to edit them, get them all ready for YouTube for the, that and get them uploaded. Edit them and get them all ready for you too. For you too. <laughs> all right, guys, thank you so much for coming out and hanging out. We're going to just sign off and uh, see you on the next one. Bye-bye. Yeah, <laughs>